You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver. Podcast. What's up, Internet World? This is the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast with a beef bird, beef driver, beef cast for all you beef maniacs out there in the beefiverse. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on another contaminated edition of CoronaCast. We're going to talk about wrestling and probably some other stupid shit. It's going to be mediocre as always, but hey, you've got nothing better to do because you're quarantined. So strap your headphones on and get ready for some ear porn because here it comes. I am one of your illustrious four hosts, Alec Ransom, along with Beef the Legend, Tiger Bomb Tom, and the best damn choose-away champ there ever was, Poot the Bard. We're going to go ahead and kick this mother off real fast with a thank you out there to Casual Gaming Dad and Casual Gaming Dad's Corner. Check him out on the internet. Google him. You'll find him. He ain't hard to find. He's not a ninja. He ain't trying to hide. He's out there. His shit's going to be easily accessible and entertaining. So freaking do it. You have no excuse anymore. You're quarantined. Get yourself some gaming entertainment. Also, Sean Tischler, he brings you IWC Clearfield. Maybe it's going to happen in April. Maybe it's not. Fingers are crossed, though. So, now that that's out of the way, the podcast has begun. And if you three gentlemen would indulge me for a quick fiver, I'd like to have a rant. Can I have a rant? I have a rant, but first, can we go ahead and round of applause ransom for that intro, please? Don't yeah, applaud that. It was mediocre at best. That was great. You're you're listen, dude. You kill the intros. You 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 always kill the intros. Advocate, I, I know my take worth. my word for it. Take my word for it, advocate. That was killer. Listen, I know my worth, and I I'll take a twenty dollar gift card to Arby's. Um, but yeah, would you Someone permit me a rant? Pay? Yes, go. Can I have a always. rant? Can I have that? Excellent. All right, I'm gonna have a rant. So, as the three of you know, and the two of you that listen, maybe I don't know. Um. Since January, I have taken uh, a big hiatus off of the old force bork uh, for my own sanity. Um, just a nice little break. Uh, I popped in once to besmirch one of Beef's posts because, you know, that's what I like to do with my spare time. But other than that, I've been pretty much off of Facebook. Well, earlier today, I couldn't sleep. Last night, I got up real early in the morning before my alarm went off and I was bored. So I decided to pop on Facebook. Let me tell you guys this. Facebook is the worst place ever. Ever. Digitally, physically, mentally, emotionally, it is the worst place that has ever existed. Iraq and Iran, North Korea is better than Facebook. The coronavirus, the swine flu, uh, SARS, bird flu, H1N1, rickets. They're all better than Facebook. I'd rather have all those diseases at one time and have Facebook not exist. It is that terrible of a place. There is nothing like a good pandemic to bring out the fucking expert in everybody. Everybody's a fucking expert. Everybody's a goddamn doctor now. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's got the knowledge. Everybody's a doctor. Everybody is also a fucking political correspondent. You... Log on to Facebook, and I challenge you not to find an expert in the coronavirus and an expert in politics. Fucking everybody. 
It's not that bad. You can go out. It'll be fine. Stay inside. Quarantine yourself. Don't fucking leave your house. You're going to get it if you breathe the outside air. Don't even look outside because you'll be fucking getting it. Shut up. You're all idiots. You all know bullshit. And I'll tell you why you all know bullshit. Because the experts don't know bullshit. But good God almighty, everyone on fucking Facebook is an expert. Don't tell me what to do with my life. I'm not going to go to a beach and party. But if I want to take my children over to my parents' house because all they do is either stay at their house or go to the grocery store, there are people condemning other people. Don't leave your house. Don't see your relatives. Don't look at your friends. Don't wave to your neighbors. Holy shit. I, I cannot wait for this corona thing to be over so all the experts can shut the hell up and go back to the whatever the fuck they did before this corona outbreak happened. If people are worried about losing income, you shouldn't. Because the expert knowledge that exists on Facebook, you should all be fucking millionaires. Because you know everything, and you apparently all have doctorates. I can't stand Facebook and the people that are on there who are knowledgeable in everything. <laughs> Rant over. I hate people. I, I'm hoping the population gets thinned with this coronavirus because then maybe we won't have so many experts and fucking political correspondents in the world. There's Let's talk the wrestling. heel. There's, there's the heel that we know and love. That's not a heel at all. That's a realist. That's, that's <laughs> a realistic wrong. statement. Everybody on fucking Facebook knows fucking everything about this coronavirus. Buddy, it's buddy, a fever. I'm, I'm... It's a sore throat. It's a cough. You don't have to have any of those symptoms. You could just have the poops. You Maybe you just have a headache. Oh, maybe you just move. Blah, blah. How do you know all this? The experts don't even know all this. But by God almighty, everyone on Facebook knows. We should have had a cure for cancer by now with all of the knowledge spreading across this social media platform. Every disease in the world should have been cured by now because of the amount of experts are, that are on fucking social media. Jeez. I got to tell you, buddy, I'm, I'm worried about you. Not because of the coronavirus, but because of the cornet virus. Because you're starting to say <laughs> your fuckers a little differently. And, and That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, holy These crap. fucking Facebook people fucking coming at Motherfucker. me. If my children were asleep in my house this morning, I would have been straight coroneted out on my mind this morning i would have been <laughs> motherfucker i fucking kill you i kill you motherfucker i would have been i would have been full gone full beaker. beaker mode hardcore like i i can't i can't freaking do it i can't do it anymore i can't stand it holy shit i i think also my friend uh real quick poot yeah you're right facebook's awful but for god's sake stay off of twitter because twitter oh that's worse you pay Fucking worse. Like, I, don't I don't understand how we have so many experts. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Everyone's an expert on everything. Did you know if you don't go to college and you don't go in debt, you immediately become an expert on goddamn everything? Holy crap, I'm telling you. If I knew it was this easy to, to be a doctor and have a doctorate and have all this medical knowledge, damn, I wouldn't have wasted four years of my life. I would have went straight to Facebook University and Twitter college. Ah, <laughs> uh, TCU, oh, Twitter College mother. University. Mm-hmm. Oh, college <laughs> on the hill, mother loving. I can't so, stand it. Can, oh. Now, if I may, can I do a um an actual like radio thing? Yeah. All right. The views and opinion <clears throat> of Alec Ransom do not reflect that of the P3 Podcast crew 
employees or incorporate McGated um, with in perpetuity to other official my, my uh, objection, Your Honor. I abstain. No, 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 this is bullshit. This is I, I support. Freaking... I support him. I support him. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, Ransom. Ransom and, and the more Ransom, that you read, the, the, Ransom, the, the, the you, angrier you get. Ransom, you have the full support of beef. How does that feel? Yeah, I feel my blood <laughs> pressure rising. Underwhelming as usual. Oh, I think my wow. cholesterol's gone up. Says, oh, wow, no, that's, that's hurtful. I have, I have, I have supported that guy for. How long have I known you? 20 years? You've stolen my Capri Suns. <laughs> I kicked never... me while I was sleeping. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> wow, that was a... You broke you his couch. My Capri you broke Suns. my couch. That was an accident because I'm a hefty individual. That's it not... took his jab! Look, that was my fault for buying cheap-ass furniture. I'll fess up to that one. I still, say, I still say Jim Bain took your fucking Capri Sun because it wasn't me, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, Fuck you, Jim Bain. I don't know. I don't. I don't trust you at <laughs> all, Jim Bain. I, I, don't, I don't know, but fuck him anyways because he took the Capri Sun. <laughs> I don't feel bad at all about stealing your sweatpants now. I really don't. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> wow. Uh, did you guys know this was a wrestling podcast? Hey, Beast. Yeah. Hey, speaking uh, of a wrestling podcast, did Triple H get demoted? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, uh, what is that? He was reassigned. Um, he he was the oh man, the executive vice president in charge of talent, I believe, or the EVP. And now he's something different, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but basically, I don't think he's in charge of talent relations anymore. Oh, he's he's in charge of like their. The global, um, the globalization. He's like the globalization specialist, um, because fucking NXT and NXT UK are a fucking hit. And that's so, a demotion. You know, well, in the eyes of Vince McMahon, yes, and also in the sense of probably within their own personal corporate structure, probably. Look, yeah. I just used the word demotion because I think, and I don't know, maybe it was clickbait, but I think I saw like a headline somewhere, yeah, or no, a yeah. news story or something, you know, that says Triple H was demoted, and I didn't really well, look into the, it too long, too much. I didn't have a whole lot of time, but maybe it wasn't the, demotion. The internet, maybe it was just a, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the, so the internet smarks, you know, uh, it's it's the the fucking ceiling is falling, the roof is falling, the the fucking sky is falling because Triple H may or may not no longer, may or may not any longer be in charge of NXT. Oh my god, what if Vince gets his creepy old man hands on those wrestlers? Oh, it's gonna be the worst thing ever. Oh my god, but what but we need Triple H ah! Oh my You know, nobody fucking knows anything about the way that the fucking corporate hierarchy or the structure works. Hierarchy. Yeah, you know what, maybe 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 Triple H isn't involved in the fucking um you know talent relations anymore. But, you know, NXT is his fucking baby. He's not going anywhere. The NXT will always be a Triple H product. Even when Vince fucking candies his head in a fucking jar and, and, and continues to run Raw and SmackDown for the next 300 years, you know, <laughs> Triple H is always going to be an NXT guy. So, I, you know, he, he could take up all the mantles he wants. He, he, ain't, he, he ain't losing that. All right, so he was reassigned. He wasn't technically or necessarily demoted. 
Well, no. and I, I, I think I think they actually considered a promotion, but like I said, internet smarks, you know, just like the uh, the the internet doctors out there, uh, uh, wrestling fans are, are basic wrestling internet fans are basically, um, you know, uh, uh, the 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 writers and producers. They're way worse than these wrestling fans, man. These wrestling fans, uh, like us, for example, could yeah. write a way better show on a way stricter budget and push the right people at the right times to make everything get fucking Super Bowl ratings every week. You're right. I don't get paid a goddamn thing for all the editing I do. I love you, Poot. I love I, you guys, I too. Pay you, I pay you in hugs. Ah, just how my actual day job pays me. No. <laughs> hey, hey, at least you have a day job right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't want to hear it, Captain Unemployment. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't take that personally. It's an absolute joke. I feel bad for you because you enjoy your job. I can tell. Like, we've never sat down and talked about it, but I can tell you enjoy your job. And I know, I mean, I'm going to say this, though, Tom. Your streams, yeah. top notch. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I really always. do. I, I like try. Well, I mean, they always are. But, like, I mean, you're like, well, what else do I have to do? And you dive into it. Dude, your streams are boss. Dude, I let, let, let me a little aside here since we're going to, you know, kind of kind of half-breaking kayfabe. Listen, I don't know how I managed to do this, and I don't know how I'm alive after yesterday. Right, right. Um, well, okay, so I've it, – it's well-documented. There you go. Uh, that first. I that uh that I you know I, I dive into the uh, the low low games quite a bit and I'm pretty proficient oh, at pretty proficient. Um, I Yar. was playing the Adventures of Lolo three yesterday and still didn't finish the game. I've beaten it before. Keep in mind, okay, I've got I've beaten all the games before. Right. I played Lolo three for seven and a half goddamn hours yesterday. Wow. And didn't beat it. I I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> Dude, I, make you take a wow, step that's back. Intense. Yeah. Do you ever? Oh. I those. I I feel like though, as an experienced gamer, you need yeah. that moment in time because you lose it. You know what I mean? Like over time, you know, you kind of learn how video games work, and you kind of go along. And you're like, okay, I know how this works. Oh, okay, I know how this. Like every once in a while, you need a game to hold you up. To where you just question legit everything you're doing ever. Yeah. I you and, need and, that. But and the thing was is like the the mistakes I was making, like the parts I was getting stuck on, it was all like one little thing. I was like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do in this level, but then it was just like getting the execution of it. Or I was like, I missed like one little detail where I'm like, if you don't do this, you can't beat the fucking level at all. Because Lolo three is a goddamn nightmare compared to the first two. The first I, one's a cake. The first one's a cakewalk. I the second a, one, yeah. The second one's a little bit more difficult. The third one, fuck you. <laughs> I caught. I'm I caught just a, happy that watching you play Mega Man Seven. I'm happy to know that there's somebody else out there that dies in that game as much as I do. Uh yeah. I that that was another one. I, I was I was uh I wasn't exactly thrilled about how that. How that stream went that day, but you know what? It's it's humbling because oh, for, for, worst. for as many times as I run through Super Metro and just bend it over and make it my bitch, you know, I gotta have I gotta have a couple hangups. And and you know, there, I've actually I know some I know some people, some different streamers out there who like um 
who might who may not like you know if they have a shitty if they have if they do really shitty on a game or something like that like oh, i just i won't even you know i won't even save that stream or whatever i'm like nah you're getting the real deal you're getting the ups and the downs because there's gonna be some downs every once in a while Dude, that, like well, and that's that's organic oh yeah I, that's what yeah, that, i tried i try to make it as organic as i could like like last night we um uh me and my cousin sean did um world war z we actually had another we had a viewer on with us which was cool and it was actually funny enough a viewer that um that i've gotten to know in the community through blast processing video games who was the one that turned me on to world war z me and this guy started playing uh you know started playing mario kart together on blast's streams whenever he was doing his stuff and um and this is all just recently too like and and uh so he jumped on world war z he he literally just went out and he's like yeah i just got it the other day like downloaded on xbox i'm like fucking battle up partner let's go we'll show you the ropes so uh fun <laughs> fact by the way i picked up mario kart 8 yes oh it's on toot oh it absolutely is i've been racing 50 cc so i'm the best racer ever oh. um i'm getting <laughs> listen it's a completely different feel from n64 give me a break oh 100 that's the last, that's the last one i played i'm working my way up so i can i can stomp all over uh my buddy travis and like and and anybody else in the other mario kart games but god help me mario kart 64 he just fucking trounced me the whole time i was like what why what happened dude it <laughs> it, it there's no accounting for it sometimes it just happens um it's a different so beast it is a different beast speaking of a different beast beef uh okay ransom and tom i want you to um i want you to tell me raise your hand digitally if uh you watched AEW this week nope Nope, I, I'll be honest, man. I haven't watched shit for I, anything for a while. Dude, you've been busy with your streams. Yeah. I have built a guitar, um, so I've been busy as well. So I want Beef to do us a favor and give us a rundown of a... I know we're kind of jumping all over the place. We were talking about Triple H. We are talking about Tom's streams and everything. But you know what? Life is confusing right now, and so is this goddamn podcast. So mm -hmm. Beef, do me a favor... Give us a rundown of what you thought of AEW last uh, last night because you seemed very chuffed with it. Chuffed. That's not I mean, a positive. Gotcha. Um, I mean, English it was English. okay. Uh, I thought I thought last week's was better. Um, and and I'm not just gonna say that because the boys were at ringside. Um, although that was like you know it's a cool effect and I get it. You know, social social distancing, six feet. I, I understand all of that, but I don't want to hear that I mean, sarcastic tone with me not coming down for mania now. Listen, man, I I get it, you know, but you know, so so but here's the here's the rub though. Like, yeah, okay, they weren't sitting at ringside, but they were they kept cutting to like a fucking trailer in the back where they were all sitting in like more of a confined space. It's like what and and it, it may be the whole, like, number of people in a specific area. That's what I'm thinking that it comes down to. Because when you, got exactly the referee, when, when you got the referee, when you got at least two or three cameramen, you got Brandy, you have Tony Schiavone, you have Cody announcing, you have Kenny sometimes announcing, you have two wrestlers, maybe a manager, you know, and, and, and probably a production guy somewhere along the line. 
you know, right there is an easy 10. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that's part of it. Um, but, you know, we, they, 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 they soldiered on. Um, I, it, it was just very lackluster, I, I, I guess, because like last week they had, you know, the, the, the debut of Brody Lee and, and they had the debut of Matt Hardy and they, they, they're pushing the inner circle and the elite thing. Like there's, it, it was so just chock full of, of, uh, of, of goodness. Excuse me. And then this week, it was just not. There was a bunch of like squash matches. Uh, QT Marshall was was uh, a favored, or he was a uh, um, he, he was in a match. I don't even remember. You know, to be honest, I don't even remember a lot of the matches because they 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 were basically squash matches. You know, was- uh, Brody Lee Real went over again. Enough. Real quick, uh, <clears throat> I saw I saw something in the chat about uh, the like the AEW drinking game. How to uh, you know? Did you did you partake, or how would you how would that have gone over if you did partake? Not at all. I don't I I don't Ooh. think Cody said wait a minute once on commentary. I don't I don't think he said it once. Really? Um, yeah. Well, and and, and and it's probably one of those things where you know the boys were ribbing them and being like, hey, we're gonna post it to Twitter. Ha ha ha. And so it, it made him probably pretty conscientious. I'm not, I'm not going to say like conscientious about it, but you know, um, you know, he probably said, okay, you know, this is my goal. I'm, 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 I'm trying not to do this now because they're all expecting me to say it a ton. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, um, like but, give the people uh, what they want. Like, I mean, part of a rib is always, we want you to do it. You know what I mean? Right. I know. I, 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 I agree. Um, so here, here are the results. Cody defeated Havoc. It wasn't a bad match. Um, you know, I, I hate seeing Jimmy Havoc continue to eat shit, but it is what it is. Um, Jake had a pretty eerie promo in front of the fire. That you know, Jake is Jake. He's he's going to do Jake things. Um, Darby Allen. Uh, what do I keep like saying? Fucking Allen. Darby Allen beat uh, Kip Sabian. Um, which was a decent match. I, I, I guess they're a bright spot. in a squash. Brody Lee was in a squash. Uh, uh, the main event was Omega versus Sammy Guevara for the uh, the AAA Mega Championship, and it was decent. And then the 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 finale was probably the best part, which was uh, Jericho versus or uh, Jericho facing off with Matt Hardy, and um, probably the best bit was uh, Jericho having, like, a promo on Vanguard 1 um, and trying to recruit Vanguard 1 to the inner circle. That was, that was, that was, Wait, that was funny. He, he cut a promo on the drone and tried to recruit yeah. the drone? That's awesome. Sure I'm going to yep. gonna have to go yep. back and watch it after, after and, we get and, the recording. And then even better, Jericho knowing whenever he's, like, hit on a bit, uh, he sent out, uh, he, he did a message on YouTube today where he cut a promo on his fucking Roomba. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the best thing was the pout at the end of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. His frown face was amazing. Uh, I I got I really got to go back and like reimmerse myself now and I'll, I'll catch t- up on this. Chris stuff. Jericho is a damn genius. Like he is. I really wonder how high his IQ is because he hits the nail on the head with everything he does. Mm-hmm. Agree. He's, oh, he's definitely gosh. he's definitely got his finger on the pulse and is is I mean. We, like we've said it before, he is so good at just tweaking things and reinventing himself just a little bit each time. Oh, yep. You mm-hmm. know, it's 
it's it's little it's just very very subtle things too you know what i mean like uh man just yeah like he's one of those guys where like he hasn't he's never been well i think since since wcw you know he was chris jericho there Uh, and he's been chris jericho since like he's never he's never had to like he's never been repackaged yeah yeah you know, he's always been Chris Jericho. He's been a different version of Chris Jericho, but he's never had to be repackaged. The man is just a super smart dude in this business. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think he's a, a godsend for AEW. Not to say that they'd be a flop without him, but... No, but I think he is absolutely the veteran linchpin of the whole the whole uh, operation. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, every- and pairing him... I'm sorry, but good. Well, no, I was going to say, like, it seems like uh, in recent history, I'm not going to say all the time, but in recent history, it really seems like any wrestling organization, any wrestling events, anything special seems to really feed off of, uh, like, a veteran. Like, having a veteran there because it gives legitimacy and it uh, helps the younger talent. Like, you go, like, oh, this younger talent is under the learning tree of this veteran. You know, we can take it seriously. <clears throat> right. And, and and I think pairing him up with Matt Hardy was excellent because it's very clear that they were both riffing and playing off of one another. And, I mean, Matt Hardy... I knew Judas. He un- betrayed me, too. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Matt Hardy is unencumbered, he is Hilarious. great. Hilarious and, and, there, there and talented. Things, yes, there there are some things he doesn't says that probably land like a wet fart, but most of it's pretty great. It's part uh, of he the was shti- talking. It's part of it the is. shtick, though. I don't mean to argue that. I and I'm not going to ramble on, but it, the stuff that lands like a wet fart seems like it purposefully lands like a wet fart. That's true. And whether whether that's whether that's gamemanship like him trying to do that or whether that's just how it comes off. If that's how it comes off, hey, you know, that's that that's better on him. But like last night he was pointing out how like Abraham Lincoln was in the crowd and Martin Luther King, like, oh man, that's fucking awesome. Good job, Matt Hardy. Uh, well, it's like whenever he had uh Jeff Hardy uh box the kangaroo that was smoking Joe Frazier. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, what? Um, Wait. What? What? You never saw that? Here. No. Oh, when he was in here. TNA and he was reforming uh, Jeff Hardy from a spot monkey into Brother Nero. Right. Um, right. He took him to like a, uh, what do you call it? A uh, like a reserve and had him box a kangaroo that was smoking Joe Frazier. The re- it was the, it was the vessel yeah the, the vessel the vessel, the vessel smoke, smoke, of smoking Joe mm-hmm. Frazier yes like ah, it was wonderful oh it was it and, was hilarious like, and like people so so people I, I guess are butthurt about this like the whole Matt Hardy especially with him like teleporting like you know jumping the shark breaking kayfabe all that like hello like you know, this is also the same fan base that have cheered The Undertaker because he's a dead man named The Undertaker who came out with a guy named Paul Bearer. Dead man So, walking. like, so, oh, like, God. I mean, let's be real here. Just because they, like, did some clever editing, 
and had Matt Party, Matt Matt Matt, Matt, Matt Hardy, oh, Matt, uh, Hardy. Matt, Matt Party, Matt Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy teleporting, <laughs> teleporting around Daly's place. Which, by the way, Daly's place is a phenomenal venue. Uh, they 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 did uh, Fight for the Fallen there. They did their Homecoming episode there, and now they've done the last two episodes there. I, I love Daly's place. I think it's just one of the best venues in wrestling. But. Uh, to have him like teleport back and forth, the people, a lot of people are saying that it landed. You know, they, they didn't like it. Whatever. You know what? It's it, it was fucking great. Um, I I absolutely loved it. And like Chris Jericho, like called him a wizard or a magician or something. Like you know a what? Wizard. Sometimes it's okay for something absolutely ridiculous and unbelievable to happen on wrestling because it's fake. Well, I mean, say it ain't something- so. You have something unrealistic happen every time the Undertaker or the Fiend shows up. Like, how many times have they just disappeared from the ring, and nobody right. nobody bats yep. an eye or loses their shit or gets all pissy and moany about that? How many times has the Undertaker appeared and disappeared in the middle of the friggin' ring? Listen, if they keep trotting the Undertaker out here and they keep like turning the lights off so that he can teleport back and forth, like they're gonna have to start like cutting to a commercial. If they expect him to get where he needs to be for when the lights come back on, that's all I'm saying. Now they'll just yeah. put a, they'll, he'll just be he'll he'll kind of combine it with the American badass. He'll just get on like instead of a motorcycle, he'll just get on like a rascal scooter. He'll be fine. Oh yeah, I you know I did want to ask about that. Do you <laughs> think that his uh, his appearance at, at WrestleMania is going to be more American badass and less traditional Undertaker? Well, I so the. The the report was sorry, but the, the no, report no, was the, the report was is that it was supposed to be like a hybrid, um, so, something new, not the dead man, not the American badass, but something that was probably closer to American badass style. The, the American dead ass, oh, <laughs> something like that. But the dead ass American. Obviously, <laughs> we're in a these trying times. You know, um, I th- I'm 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 gonna fucking trademark that for like anytime this this coronavirus is happening from now until October, these trying times. Yo, um, do it because who knows, dude, dude. <laughs> I, I, it ain't going dude, I seriously. Side note, yeah, make make the most of it. I I said to uh, I said to Taylor, I was like, whenever all this stuff started going on, I said we need to make a shirt that says hashtag quarantine and stream. Guess what fucking shirt is available in my section? Hell yeah. Quarantine and stream. So. <laughs> and by the way, listeners, go buy that shit. Um, yeah. Support, oh. support oh. Tom because he's out of fucking work. So get him some fucking money, please. And, yeah, please. And uh, not not only that, but quick uh, quick sponsor aside. Um, quarantine gets you 25% off all apparel, the whole site wide over at Google Gaming. Quarantine and stream, which it's the ampersand, not the word and, but quarantine and stream is uh 25% off uh fucking uh streamer exclusive merch. So there you go. Look at that. Our sponsor is giving you our fans the deal and the lowdown. Go get a P3 shirt from there. Hell. Anyway, so um to answer your question Ransom, no I don't because and, and this is a nice little segue here. Um is that what he's going to come out on? No, <laughs> right? Oh. So the 
AJ Styles officially challenged The Undertaker last week to a boneyard match. Uh, no one is what? quite sure what a boneyard match is. Fantastic. Uh, what in the actual fuck? <laughs> so I can't wait sounds... for them to be beating each other with, with, with fake bones, with gimmicked bones. I can't wait for it. <laughs> Burn my bones! No, it's going to be uh, Domino's. It's going to be Domino's. There's going to be a rib cage that someone hits him with. <laughs> A somebody's chicken carcass. Somebody's got to dress up as Skeletor. I'm all bones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, AJ. From, <laughs> from the sound of it, it sounds a lot like Buried Alive. Now, I, I'm I'm oh, not certain about that, gosh. but just the way that, that AJ talks about burying him, I, I feel like – so. The the idea is that the Boneyard match and uh, reportedly Fiend versus Cena is going to be like a House of Horrors esque thing. Uh, uh, well, you know, shut I, up. I don't, don't say no. Don't no. Well, you just said no. no. It 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 didn't work last time. I uh, unless they let Bray Wyatt have creative control, it's not going to work. Well, I want John Cena to stand outside of the Firefly Funhouse after he set it on fire. And as you see <laughs> John Cena standing looking at the fire, I want the camera to be behind John Cena, and I want him to put the three the three sign up in the air like freaking Randy Orton posing up a storm outside of that stupid burning <laughs> shack. What a stupid-ass segment that was. So, I... I'm going to pose in the middle of the woods where no one can see me. I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded because they have reportedly, yeah. they, they recorded the top matches yesterday. Um, and oh. I, I read, so, um, like, they're down to the wire because the city of Orlando said basically shelter in place. Or whatever they want to call it, but basically, you can't leave your house unless you are an essential worker, um, or if you're going to get groceries, or if which, you're like going for a walk, or whatever. Which I gotta ask with that. I mean, like if like if you are leaving your house to get groceries, all that means is basically that they're gonna be able to pull you over for no reason and just question you and say like, "Hey, where are you uh, going?" Like, right? I mean, like, I mean, because if you say like, <laughs> well, if they do that, you... just say I'm going to the grocery store. Where are you going? Grocery store. Oh, and right. and you know what will happen? Oh, okay. They will look at you and say, "Okay, move along." That's what they yep. will say. This is not yeah. a fucking police state. Right, like, right. No, I mean like no, not at all. Not at all. Which which if you if you listen to some of the Facebook experts you'd be, you'd believe that's the oh, case. Oh, but... don't get ransom started. Hey, 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 hey. We're they should I, call I it Goldberg point. book. That's how terrible that place is. I have a point, <laughs> you bastards. Uh, anyway, is better so, than Facebook. That's a fucking terrible thing to say. And I I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's true or not because I, I, I can't compress it right now. Anyway. Tom, enjoy so, this. So, um, the, the, um... <laughs> Yes. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> okay. Reportedly, they have filmed both the Boneyard match and the, uh, the Fiend Cena match prior to this. And they're both going to get... I'm just going to mute my microphone for a little bit. No, no. worries. Have they, have they filmed <laughs> it already or they're going to film it beforehand? No, they they have to because like tonight Thursday at midnight is the de at eleven fifty nine p.m. is the deadline. Like you you know that non essentials have to be home, and you know WWE is non essential. Wait, uh, so they were so, they're going to be filming it this early then? 
they've they've reportedly they filmed top matches yesterday to make sure that they had the top matches done, and then they're filming the rest today, or have filmed the rest today. Wow! So uh, the Boneyard match <laughs> and the the Fiend Cena match are so. Well, I mean, I you know what? It's it's foresight, and and again, this is one of those things where Vince McMahon is the smartest man in the room, because he could have said, oh, "We're doing it live. Fuck it, we're gonna do it." No, and, and you know what? Orlando would have shut that shit down. They would have said, "Nope, we don't care who the fuck you are. We don't care how much money you make. You know, we we don't care that you have your performance center built here. This is a government mandate. You cannot do this." So Vince, knew, knowing and, and seeing the writing on the wall, said, okay, let's film WrestleMania. We, we said we're going to give him WrestleMania. Let's film WrestleMania. Vince is all in on this whole WrestleMania Oh, thing. he's all in, huh? Hey! Right? But, um, so, so, they, so, they, so they filmed the content. And, I mean, you know, it's... It's not like, you know, back in the Raw Nitro days where spoilers would come out. I, who's going to spoil anything? And and I'll tell you what, if, if, if there are spoilers, heads are going to roll. Because there are only so many people who know about it. And you can guarantee that a wrestler's probably not going to spoil anything. No so way. it's going to be cameramen, production, and, you know, Vince would probably have no problem saying, fuck it, you're all fired. So I don't oh, think that they would jeopardize that. Yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if there was if there was but, zero spoilers. I, I wouldn't be surprised if so, if one thing got leaked, and it doesn't matter if it's a small thing or a big thing. But I, I can't imagine there will be zero accurate spoilers between now and when it's supposedly airing. That would shock me. Well, and let's be real. I mean, we can see it coming a mile away. McIntyre is going to win. Baszler's gonna win. Roman Reigns is gonna win. Like those are are, are not fucking spoilers. They're 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 obvious. And, and and if they don't, then you know, fiend the fiend's gonna win. You know, if if those things don't go off like they should, then it's a fucking stupid mistake. It's it's a it's a it's a dumbass mistake if they don't go off. So if somebody's saying, oh, I'm you know, th- this is the spoiler. No, it, it it may be, but more than likely, you're just you're just you know, betting on the odds. Could you so, imagine if Brock Lesnar wins oh over McIntyre? <laughs> well, and so there, uh, so, so, so there are two schools of thought about that, and, and we're getting way off my point, go. but that's okay. Yes, okay, it would suck for McIntyre, but McIntyre deserves this big fucking moment where he gets the fucking crown. Okay, and and he becomes the first ever UK born. Um, dub, dub, no, that's that's not right because Sheamus was a was Sheamus WWE champion or world champion? I don't remember. He was, he was WWE. Um, I think he was no, both. He was world. No, he was world. No, he I don't was think WWE. He was ever WWE. La- I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah, he I'll had the spinner up. belt at one point, I think. Yeah, because he because he because uh, he beat Triple H or Cena or somebody before way back, like w- like whenever he first came in. Hold right, on. but I don't remember if that was the world. Anyway, but bottom line is McIntyre like deserves this fucking like moment, and for he it was, to be. I'm Go sorry, ahead. excuse me. He was the world heavyweight champion. He was the WWE champion, United States champion, 
Tag Team Champion, SmackDown, both SmackDown and Raw. King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, and Slammy. Sheamus has done it all. He yep. really has. Sheamus good, good, legit good has done it all. Well, yeah, look man. at him. So here, here's the problem, though, Beef. Either way. Because if McIntyre loses, then it's, you know, like you said, he deserves this big thing, yada, yada, yada. If McIntyre wins, he's still not going to get that big thing. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's going to get up on the ropes, and he's going to hold that title up for no one in the arena to see or oh. cheer for. So why not? No matter have how Lesner, you slice it, McIntyre is screwed. So why not have Lesnar win with like a stupid roll up, or have Heyman interfere, or do something real fucking shisty? Because yeah, you know what? This is supposed to be your big blow off event, but guess what? I don't think it's going to be that this year. I no. think that this is going to be like a B level show. I think that SummerSlam. It, so so this does two things. So so WrestleMania being the, in, in the Performance Center, it does two things. One. It really amps up next year's WrestleMania in Los Angeles. It really makes it a big deal because the that the new Los Angeles Stadium is going to uh, is going to be an absolute palace, and it's going to be filled with a hundred thousand fans. And when you put side by side WrestleMania 37 next to 36, the it's it's going to feel huge that's what and she two said. and two it's gonna make SummerSlam feel huge as well assuming that by august we're through the woods on this which you know if if you all fucking do what you're supposed to be doing then maybe we will be but bottom line is assuming that SummerSlam is still a big show i think it's in toronto this year um then I, I think it's going to have a big fight feel to it, regardless of what the matches are. So why not have Lesnar, you know, get one over on McIntyre? Like, have McIntyre dominate the whole fucking thing and have Heyman distract the ref, Lesnar hit a low blow, F5, match over. Like, why not delay that a little bit longer so that you can have... because. The, the crowd will be ready to pop when McIntyre wins. And if if you delay that satisfaction another th- four months, it's going to be even bigger, I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so because it, any, you know, any event that, that follows... Me. The first live event that follows this quarantine for WWE is going to be essentially like their WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because the crowd is going to be ravenous. Yep. It doesn't matter what... what pay-per-view event it is and if wwe was smart if this if this quarantine bullshit or whatever is over in june or july whatever month it's over in that's when wwe should put on SummerSlam. i don't care if SummerSlam has traditionally been in august you put SummerSlam on when this quarantine is up because you want your first pay-per-view event with a crowd back in attendance to be massive so if you but were smart, that's what tickets. you would make. What? They but 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 they've already sold tickets to that event. Well, they sold tickets to WrestleMania, and I'm sure they sold tickets to whatever pay per view is going to be after WrestleMania. That's not going to happen. That's fair. But Money one, in the bank, by the way, I think would be next. You know, if you put a pay per view on, because here's here's the here's my rationale on this. 
the first whatever back after this this quarantine is over not just wrestling like the first major sporting event the first concert the first wrestling show whatever the first is it's going to be probably the biggest of the year because people are going to be chomping at the bit to get the hell out yep and and get there and to be amongst you know people again and to have their lives back <clears throat> so whatever this first wrestling this first live wrestling show is going to be with a crowd is going to be the biggest wrestling event of the year and it's going to top SummerSlam because the crowd is going to be the most ravenous at this event that's where you should give them McIntyre going over Lesnar you're going to get insane crowd reactions at that point don't delay it don't have like two or however many paper leading up to SummerSlam give it to them right smack dab then and there because that's going to be your hottest crowd. That's going to be the crowd that loses their uh, shit for everything. Good now, out, man. That crowd's probably going to be so time. hot that they would cheer Thank Roman you. Reigns. Been very gassy tonight. <clears throat> but this WrestleMania yeah, is going to be essentially wrong. like WrestleMania exists this year. I mean, they're going to put it on. They're going to call it WrestleMania. But when you look back on it, WrestleMania 2020 is going to be essentially like WrestleMania didn't exist. It's going to be an essential, essentially looked at as like, oh, great, it was a house show. Some, because somehow, it's going, some, to be that, it's going to be that underwhelming. Somehow, some way, McMahon will sweep it under the rug and be like, it never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah we're, going to, we're going to retcon it. It didn't happen. WrestleMania 30 pilot. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Who, who ever talks about that anyway? Have you seen this guy, Roman Reigns? Did, did, did Chris Benoit main event that one? I don't who's, know. Who's the C3? Like, I, I wouldn't really be surprised if they did some sort of hokey nonsense where they were like, it's Wrestle, it's a, it's WrestleMania Super Show, or they call it WrestleMania something, but they don't actually give it an official number. That wouldn't surprise me. That way it won't go down in the history of books as being an official, like, you know, official Makes- WrestleMania. You look back on the back of the network and watch this WrestleMania 10 years from now, you're going to go, <laughs> No Makes thanks. Me, I'm gonna well, turn this off and watch WrestleMania. There, I'm sure. I'm sure. If uh, two things though, uh, uh, a comment and a question. One, I'm sure that when this does eventually go on the network and stuff, um, and you know, ten, fifteen years later, people go back. I'm sure there'll be some sort of like video package at the beginning showing, like, uh, talking all about the coronavirus and how they persevered in the face of the coronavirus. And absolutely, you know, WWE stronger than the coronavirus, brother. In and hundred percent. In the and face two, of a pandemic. And two, my, my question is, if they do do that, I wonder what happens next year. Do they give that WrestleMania this year's title, like WrestleMania 30-whatever, you know, or like... WrestleMania Dick Suckington? <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, wow. they, they, they <laughs> really kind of moved away from the whole Roman numerals thing. Like, they, they, they reference it here and there. But like for the most part, Vince doesn't like it, and 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 you know how it is. If Vince doesn't like something, it's not gonna fucking happen. So Vince, you know, once once they got to WrestleMania 30, Vince was like, you know what? It's 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 just like a real 30 year old. After you turn 30, birthdays don't count anymore. It's true. speak for yourself. I I take every year as a as a another year of leveling up experience. Oh well. Oh, we all hate funny. you, Tom. We 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 all hate you, and 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 we want you to leave. So so have have a nice day. Okay, wow. bye. This is <laughs> bye, Tom. I'm.
I'm kidding. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm Jeez. not. Go on, Tom. <laughs> but, uh, Holy crap. I love you, Tom. But I mean, never uh, test me because I will do shit just to spite you, Beef. I, oh my I, 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 I don't doubt wait, it. Wait, no, he's um, one of the crew now. He gets it. All right, congratulations, Tom. You're now officially part of the crew. You will do things just to spite Beef. You win. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, and that's and that that's that's kind of the drum that I've been beating since uh, since, since this whole thing kind of started getting getting onward is Nuts. that Nuts. I think. Yes. Sorry, I'm having a stroke. This, this is the way. This is the way. Uh, he's like, like a fucking speak and say. He's He's like he's like a fucking speak and say. Someone pulled his fucking string and now he's just going. There's <laughs> yes. a snake in my boot. I was like, there's a snake in my boot. Nut. Dude, I was wait. I was waiting for the nut button once you posted those gifts in the in the Discord. Oh no, I, that was. Just I thought that's what you were doing because you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was just for you and me, buddy. Giggity. Oh, I think I have a corona. I'm out of breath. Uh, oh, don't say that. Listen, you want to talk out of breath? I I fucking died earlier, man. Went out bike riding for the first time. You sound pretty like good forever. for being a dead man. Well, yeah, you know, walking. dead ass walking. Oh, Anyways. no, you're the undertaker. I am. Bong. Rip. Oh, bong. No. Bong. Rip. <laughs> Anyways, now I went oh, out riding for the first there. time in like fucking... I don't even know when the last time I Damn went Damn it, Tom, you're going to help spread the coronavirus. You should be staying inside. Listen, what the hell? Listen, I had uh, to get out. This is being why a dick America's going to go to shit, because Tom is taking a, a bike ride instead of staying quarantined. Hey, listen. Now this thing's going to go on. I don't want to hear it. Let, I can just see. Nut, nut. Let, me, let, me, let me rant for a second. Because... I can just see Beef sitting there with his face in his hand, shaking his head. Listen. There's nothing saying that you can't get out and exercise. You're allowed to do that. But listen, all these motherfuckers on the trail, if you don't know, learn some goddamn trail etiquette, keep to the right, pass on the left. I'm going to run you over the with my bike, and I'm going to spread whatever fucking my fist across your face in a second. Run over your goddamn ankle biter dogs if you don't get them out of the trail. So much corona spreading. Oh. Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> all the going to have a stroke. All the Coronas. No, I mean, it, it, it was, honestly, it was it was a nice day for it, and uh, it, I mean, but it was just way too peopley. A nice Ugh. day for Corona. Yeah, you know, a nice, nice day, day for a Corona with life. Oh, he went into oh, the matrix. I should, I should crack open a Corona. That'd be delicious. You should. Why not? He said in his prepubescent voice. Yeah, you know. Sorry happens he was excited about it it happened hey yeah. when you're when you're hung like a tripod you can squeak like a mouse so, it don't matter brother me, exactly uh, oh well you know uh so let me ask hey, you guys once again, tom's dick made his way into the pittsburgh powder <laughs> podcast giggity made its way in so let me ask Giggity's you guys a question <laughs> so let me ask you guys a question uh, <laughs> What is wrong with us? Anyway, um, everything. So Corona let me, brain. Let me ask you guys a this question. Is, this is the worst fucking episode we've ever done, by the way. It, it no, might, I'm, I'm or the best. Declaring that right now. Says, or the says, best. Says you, Beef. Anyway, so let me ask you guys a question. So cool. who do you feel like 
uh, is AEW's like key player that they cannot do without right now. Like the person who's going to carry them forward into the future. MJF, without a doubt. That's that for me. Because I, I, he is such he is such a amazing fucking heel, and I, I think he's got he's got so much heat that like I, I don't know I I just can't see how you can I, I can't see how you can uh, run the company like without him. Like there's a lot of very ta- very talented people. Like yeah, the Bucks are talented, but when it but when it comes to somebody who has the look and the charisma and the mic skills that MJF has. I mean, look how look how he hung with Jericho whenever they were doing that whole, do you want me to be in this circle? Do you want to be in their, in their circle? Do you want me to be? Uh, see, I can't even do it because, fuck. But he's he's so goddamn good. All right. I, I, uh, I'll take that. Um, Beef, what about you? Hangman at a page. Okay. I mean, he has the look. The crowd loves him. Uh, you know, he said fucking cowboy shit one time, and they've been chanting it for fucking three months. Um, he's got a great finish. Uh, he's very charismatic, and he's super fucking young. So I, you know, realistically, I think I think that MJF is going to be there too. Ooh. But I mean. I, you know, it, it would not shock me to see MJF take the big money at some point. I don't think Hangman ever would, although he almost did one time. But I, I think <laughs> I think he's learned his lesson. Can, um, can, can I add another I, one to that, actually? Uh, Sammy Guevara. Fucking phenomenal. Like, in-ring performer. And then, like, all the, the cue cards, whenever they were doing that whole bit, I don't know if that was his idea specifically or somebody else's, but that was genius. I love okay. that. Okay, Tom, what is your official take? Like, is it is it Sammy uh, Guevara it's, it's or MJ. is it MJF? It's, it's MJF. It, it's a, it's got to be MJF. But All right. Sammy's a close second. All right. Beef. Uh, I, I you're, hang you're hanging on for ha- sure. Hangman Adam Page. If if Darby would learn to kind of wrangle in his style i think that he because he's a jeff hardy style where people he's, he's going to captivate a lot of people you already see a lot of fans out there in face paint but i don't see him being around for more than seven years the way that he wrestles that's fair, fair enough. uh ransom what about you if you have um, a take. yeah i mean uh i don't know <clears throat> it it seems a little bit like a cop out or, or an obvious one or whatever, but I, I say Chris Jericho. And the reason I say that is look at everything that he's done so far in AEW. Like if you took him out of the equation, if he was never there, look at all the amazing stuff that you would you would miss out on. And yeah, he's a veteran and he's got the age, but I still think he's he's taken very good care of himself. I think he still has. I, I bet he could put another 10 years in. Um, and, I mean, who else could stand in the middle of the ring and have an argument with a drone and have that go over? I mean, nobody else other than Chris Jericho could do that. 
So he's got the brains for it. He's got the mic skills. He's got the in-ring skills. They're, you know, they're going to build. They've already built a lot around him. He was their first champion. I, I think he has a lot more tribute, and I think you'll see that. You know, even if he moves into maybe that Ric Flair and Evolution role, where he's less in the ring performing, but still more out there with the inner circle. I think he's going to do a lot for AEW going forward. Okay. <clears throat> um, my my honest take is um, MJF as well. I'm going to echo what Tom said. I think having and and I understand that it's difficult saying this. Like, it's more if you look at it from a perspective of of like stepping outside of the smart fan thing, Adam Page is a really, really good call because he's very likable. The character is very versatile and you, you know, you can kind of put him in any given scenario and have it work. But I really think that they're like Adam Page is good, but MJF is something absolutely (laughs) fucking special there is something so special about MJF. Like, I think it's because he, he really does the kayfabe thing. Um, and I think he does it incredibly well. I feel like he is a heel that you could actually build a future of a company on. Between MJF and ha- uh, Hangman Adam Page, and then uh, the rest of the rogues gallery that's around, like, you absolutely have gold. Like, if you make smart decisions with the people you hire uh, in the future. Like, I think Matt Hardy is a really, really good decision (laughs) because he's a good vet to have around. Not saying feed him to the younger kids to have them, like, um, to have them beat him and gain some credibility, but, like, having him be able to, have them be able to sit under the learning tree of Matt Hardy and a Chris Jericho, and, hell, even a Jim Ross, like, that is good, and then, I mean, um, you know, the, the, um, uh, having, um, uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix there, yeah, they're, they're younger, but they've been wrestling forever, it's in their blood, like having Phoenix is younger, but Pentagon's actually kind of up there. Well, Pen- well, no, I know, but I, I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about yeah. including people like Chris Jericho in the conversation, like y- you know what I mean? They they have it in them. They have all the necessary ingredients to make something really, really special going forward. But they have to hang their hat on the right people, and I feel like personally, MJF is the way to go. Like the man is Agreed. just, I, I said one time I made a uh, quick, uh, uh, fat, um, uh, fast count news whenever I, um, was doing that, um, uh, which I need to do more of that. Uh, but the fast count news, I did like a seven second video that just said MJF is a fucking treasure and he is an absolute fucking treasure. Like, and he has proved he's only gotten better. So MJF is my pick. Hey, speaking of fast count news, I have some breaking fucking news, like big fucking news caught oh. off the presses. Okay. As we report, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, no, 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 we're we're gonna skip all the fucking stupid gimmicks. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. Oh, um, oh boy. 
Yeah, this, this is the big fucking deal. As reported by Ryan Satine, uh, today, March 26, 2020, Roman Reigns will not be a part of the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania 36 as planned. Whoa. Does it elaborate why? Sources within the with sources with knowledge of the situation tell us, and I'm just quoting from uh, ProWrestlingCheat.com here. Sources with the sources with knowledge of the situation tell us that Reigns expressed to the WWE that he didn't feel comfortable doing any more of the performance center shows during the coronavirus pandemic because he's immunocompromised from his battle with leukemia and didn't want to risk his health. Yo, we're told WWE honored his request and he will now be replaced by someone else in the match against Goldberg, though it's unclear who at this time. Yo, I will give him I will give him all the credit in the world for having the nuts to stand up and say no. Oh, Hell absolutely. Yes. Like, seriously. Hell yes. I, I, really, I'm no joke. <laughs> Good like, for him. All the credit in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to run to the little poots room. Okay. Yeah, freaking good Good on him for being able to you know, put his life ahead of the WWE product because there are some people that don't do that. Absolutely agreed. I mean, when, when it comes down to it, like – I always tell people too, and and this isn't any sort of you know it, it's I I've tried to kind of coin it as my little catchphrase whenever I sign off on my streams, but really it, if you really read into it, it it's it, there's more to it. You know I always say take care of yourselves and be good to one another, keep a casual game on. So that's the biggest thing. I always told people this anytime I've been giving anybody advice throughout life is you always have to do what's best for yourself because. At the end of the day, who's going to take care of you but yourself? Like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, not coming from a nihilistic or a cynical uh, view of like, oh, you know, you can't trust anybody and, you know, can't depend on anybody, blah, 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 blah. No, like, you know, basic human. No, I don't think that's error. nihilistic at all. I think you're no. dead on. No, I mean, like, you know, I always like, I always try to do whatever's best for myself. And if I'm trying to help somebody else out too, like not not in a schemey sort of way like but i'm also thinking like okay well how is this going to affect me and how is this going to hurt or help me you know what i mean like i i've always i've always tried to keep my best interest in mind because at the end of the day like when shit hits the fan if i'm down if i'm down on my luck and i'm you know if i'm like fuck you know i can't pay my bills or i can't do this or whatever am i going to depend on person a b or c no, I'm gonna fucking pull myself up by my own bootstraps and do what I gotta do. That's you know, right. if I if I need help, I'm gonna ask for it, obviously, and I'm gonna turn to you know somebody who I trust and feel I can you know who I could depend on. But at, at this you know circles back around to Roman Reigns has to do what's best for himself because mm-hmm. if he doesn't, there you know then that's one less person that they have on their roster. That's one less tool in their utility belt. Like so. Honestly, it it may it may come off as a selfish thing, and I bet I bet there's going to be some fucking internet naysayers out there like, oh well, that's selfish, Roman, blah blah blah. And if they say that, I'm going to no. tell them preempt. I'm going to say preemptively, go fuck yourself right now. Like, I would hate those people more than I hate Goldberg, and that's saying a lot. But and that's smart of WWE too, because to let him do that, <laughs> yes. Is- dude. Sorry, go ahead. To let him do that is smart because oh, absolutely. you're investing in your future doing that with him. Because if he gets sick and something bad goes down because, you know, he was already compromised, mm-hmm. there, you know, 
th that's it. That's WWE has gotten all from him that they can get. He's done. Yep. If he lives through it, if he lives through it, he's still done. So WWE is is you know really really a future investment allowing him to <laughs> bow out like that. So smart on everybody for doing this. Oh yeah. I mean, and at some point down the line, you could you could obviously like that could be something that uh, I, I know there's got to be a way there. There's some sort of creative brains that are going to take the, you know, the gravity of things here and, and turn it into some some sort of way, be able to work it into a promo or something like somebody will, you know, some heel will be like, oh, yeah, well, you didn't seem so tough whenever you fucking ran away and ran home because of the coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know whatever do that you know fucking milk it for what it's worth but no in, in all honesty like just you know for as much as i for as much as we've given roman shit you know here and there like i, I think that's honestly the absolute best thing he could do and i mean he's you know he's keeping himself safe and not only that but like you know say say he is immuno you know he is immunocompromised um you know say he does end up getting it somehow and he's not aware that he does it just like with everybody else you know you can get it not and and not be symptomatic uh, and, for up to two weeks right so uh, you know so that could happen and then look what happens now he's you know now that's you know how how big of a piece of shit would you feel if you unknowingly spread it and if he does that guaranteed he'd be fucking dunzo like <laughs> real real done but absolutely so yeah. now hold on so roman's out and i you know again internet rumors i don't know how true it is but i've read things online that say that brock lesnar might not be able to get back into no, that's, that's fake news no hold that's, on, that's, hold that's on. fake news you cut yeah, there for no, a second because... saying brock couldn't do what get back where could get, get back, back into, into the country. country oh is he, he out was... of the country right now he, he, he lives, lives in Saskatchewan. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know he lived up in Canada. I knew he lived. I, I thought he lived like in the U.S., but like on the border there. I was. Uh, sure. he lives, uh, no, he lives. He lives in up in God's country in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, okay. So you know, he's going to he's going to get back in for that. He was he 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 was on Raw Monday. So yeah. No. He, uh, okay. He's he's there. That's right. um, I, I gotta say that's that's been my one biggest question with all the stuff going on and and obviously like we you know we were talking about it like that's why you know they maybe they're taping some of these bigger matches and stuff like that. I was wondering how long can they get away with doing you know having to, uh, being able to travel like that because even if they're even if they're going and they're you know performing in front of empty arenas and this and that at some point some state or some sort of government entity is going to be like, uh, no, this isn't a central travel well, for you. Get the fuck back home. Sure. At the, at, at, at this point, all of WrestleMania has been taped. Um, or, or, or that was the plan. Mm -hmm. Um, they taped all of like, they taped this week's raw next week's raw and reportedly the raw after mania on Monday. Okay. Um, and I think they taped all of SmackDowns on Tuesday and then yesterday was night one. Well, the well, it, it was they. The reason that they split up the the WrestleMania into two nights this year is not because of hey, let's let's think of our fans. It it was because so that they could get under the the whole like less than fifty people in 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 a place at a time. 
Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, you know, it's it, it's a bigger crew, so they broke it down into two nights, and then once the edict came down from Orlando, they said, okay, you know, you got to get your shit and get by Thursday at eleven fifty nine p.m. All and and again, you know, it's it's a question of enforcements and all that, blah blah blah, but. You know, realistically, Vince is going to want to comply with everything because he's he's it's a multi-million dollar business, <clears throat> right? So, um, you know, so reportedly they taped their bigger matches yesterday, and then they uh, they they worked their asses off today filming everything else, and then uh, like I said, things like Taker versus AJ and uh, the Fiend versus Cena were filmed on like closed sets, so nobody really knows what those are going to be. I guess we'll see. Um, I have no idea who steps up to face Brock Lesnar. Um, it'll be interting because I, I I assume that they already have SmackDowns recorded up until so you WrestleMania. Mean Goldberg? I'm sorry, I do. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting who faces Goldberg because I assume that they have SmackDowns recorded until Mania, which is going to be pushing Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Um, and now. You know, obviously, it's not going to happen. So they're they're going to have to do some clever editing, I think. But um, well, yeah, let's talk I mean, about yeah. that. Who do you think they're going to put in to face Goldberg? And do you think that person takes the title off of Goldberg? Do you think Goldberg holds it? Hmm. Good question. I mean, I, I honestly, I think it really depends on who. <clears throat> but I think, call me crazy, but who's the biggest heel that you have on SmackDown? Dolph Ziggler. Which, no, Baron God love Dolph, but mm. yeah, I was, Baron I, was I was, I was, Baron Corbin. I Again. can see them. I can. Well, I'm saying who's the biggest heel that uh, that's available there. I'm not saying like in your opinion, but of who they have there, who's touted as you know being the biggest well, heel. And that's that's debatable because right now this whole Otis and Dolph Ziggler, Mandy Rose thing has got Dolph as a very hot heel. Um, you know, he, 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 he took a hot chick from a fat guy who actually had a chance, like not one fucking person. Uh, yes. In my the documentary. Not one person in the world is going to go, not one person in the world is going to go, that, that Dolph Ziggler is all right. No, everybody's like, man, I can't wait till fucking Otis just smashes his skull in like when he, when he snaps and just breaks him apart. So like, wasn't that, Baron was Corbin, that supposed to happen at Mania? Yes, and, and it still might. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that was that was supposed to be like you know the the you know Otis wins the girl, blah blah blah. And apparently Sonya Deville was supposed to be involved, and you know lots of lots of shitty things are happening because of this. But um, obviously wrestling being the absolute lowest tier, because you know that's it's it's, it's that's absolute entertainment. But I mean, there that that was like to me the hottest story, and. Um, it, they, they, I don't think they've fucking talked about it once uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, as far as who, I mean, like who? who? The they've they've been angling Brian for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Strowman hasn't been on any shows. He said he's sitting at home not getting paid, which leads me to believe that he's either come down with it or he's self quarantining like Ray and Dana Brooke are. Um, oh wait, hold on. Ray and Daniel Brooke, Dana Brooke, are self-quarantining. That's what I've been understood. Yes, I, I now, I'm sorry. I Ransom. thought they were. I thought they were quote unquote quarantined. 
not self-quarantining. Yeah, I thought they but were I, quarantined. Okay. I misunderstood that then. All right, so 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 let me let me let me backtrack. They have they 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 have not been diagnosed with the COVID. Uh, they have like sickness symptoms, like a headache, uh, you know, possibly a fever, but none, oh. neither of them have been confirmed. I mean, obviously, we we probably wouldn't know anyway because that stuff's probably gonna be hush hush. But um, well, I mean, just it's it's a HIPAA violation if they. Well, I don't know. No, you're right. No, I guess you're, not. You're, well, you're I guess right. not so much because they, they. Well, I'm trying to remember if they, the the cases <clears throat> that got announced, whatever they announced them in, like Allegheny County, like if if they died from it, I think that's that's not the case. Like that's a matter. Yeah, of they, 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 but... Yeah, they they have not uh, they they have not announced any names that I know of unless they've like outed themselves. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. But um, yeah. So, so, so it's up so, in here. They could have it, or they could just be like, "Nah, right. I'm not leaving." The bottom line is they're not going to be like Dana Brooke was advertised to be in the six pack challenge for Bailey for Bailey's title, and she's not going to be there. Uh, so you know, do they call an audible and have somebody else do it? I think Paige was supposed to be in the match, but because of travel restrictions, she can't do it. Um, I mean, you know, who who else would they get to face Goldberg but Baron Corbin? You know, who, who else has an open dance card but Baron? Well, actually, Corbin's facing Elias, so because he's part of the whole Gronkowski thing. So yeah. Wait. So yeah, like uh, back, back. I don't know what, who. What? What's? Uh, why is Corbin facing Elias, and where does Gronkowski come into play? Because I uh, because his... yeah, so Gronkowski is the host of WrestleMania. Ugh. Okay, that and, I get. Um, he said that he wanted to see Elias versus Baron Corbin, and so it is done. Okay. I and mean, because dum dums like dum dum things. But uh, okay. Then. So, exactly. what do you guys think about? Now, this is pure fantasy booking because you know this is what we do. What What would you guys think about an NXT call up coming up and beating Goldberg for the world title? Hmm. I I feel like I don't know. I, I my my whole thing going back to why I think it would be fucking Matt Riddle. <laughs> oh God. Oh my goodness. Vince, listen, Vince will never let that happen because it, just because that Matt Riddle has campaigned and pushed so hard and like you know in in real life is just like yeah you're a piece of shit. Vince will. I don't never think let Goldberg would do it. I think Goldberg would say no. Exactly. Goldberg won't Goldberg wouldn't do it and Vince won't let it happen. Um <clears throat> I would think that my my only hang up with it being Corbin and my initial thought was like you gotta have a good shit eating heel so that way when all this is said and done and they wanna put it back on Corbin that he takes it off of a big shit eating heel. But we've seen Roman versus Corbin done to death, so I don't know if they wanna risk going that route. <clears throat> with the NXT call up, I'm not sure who you would. I, I'm not sure who you have because I don't even know what the hell the state of things is going to be with NXT. Like, because NXT takeover for Tampa is finito, right? Or did they yeah, take that already? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, well, they so and and they've 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 yeah, because the news broke on like ESPN or whatever the fuck ever about them like showing the matches that were supposed to be at Tampa like the next couple weeks on NXT so that's what they're doing they're kind of interlacing those matches for that example so next week is Keith Lee versus 
Well, I don't, I don't mind it. Like next week is supposed to be Keith Lee versus Dijakovic versus um, Archer for or, uh, Archer. Fuck, um, Damian Priest for the uh, for, for the uh, North American title. Well, he uh, is I'm, the Archer I'm in for of it, man. Whatever that means. Yes, exactly. So, but um, I mean, it's it's tough because yeah, I mean, like I said, you got you. In theory, they have matches taped to have Daniel Bryan facing Sami Zayn, because Bryan would be the other one that I think would beat Goldberg. I, I'd be okay with that. Um, maybe you have Kofi take it back from Goldberg. That would pop. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Do you, you think know, they maybe... call an audible and bring? Adam Cole up to face Goldberg, and you have the entire oh, undisputed be, oh, era that would, involved yeah, but in that. The problem is the way they've built Goldberg. I love Adam Cole, and he's done a wonderful job of like, you know, making himself a credible threat and everything like that. The problem is, man, against Goldberg, Adam Cole's not believable to the general public. That's and that's the key thing to the general public. Yep. I mean, yeah. what if he? What if he? What if he gets in the ring and coughs on him? I mean, like you know, <laughs> like look. All what? I'm saying is that you you had set like, and I'm comparing guys like size wise, and believability wise. You had Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar. If Seth Rollins could beat Brock Lesnar, why can't Adam Cole, with the help of the Undisputed Era, beat Goldberg? That is a good if you've got point. the Undisputed that Era there, it point. doesn't have to be a clean. It could be a it could be a, a swarmy, shaky ass finish. A giant schmoz of a finish. I oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. what good if, point. Here's 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 they, how I see it. Here's here's how I see it. To me, this is the time to pull the trigger on Keith Lee. Yo, yes. So if have him drop the NA title next week and then show up at WrestleMania, just absolutely kill Goldberg, and then you have Reigns versus Keith. Keith Lee at SummerSlam. That could be interesting. Not, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too upset with that. The only problem is, is if they were looking to get the title on Roman and having him not get booed out of the building, him versus Keith Lee is not going to accomplish that. Because yes, like, so let me hold on, yeah, hold again. on. Because like, like I mentioned before, like people, like people were pissed about Goldberg getting the title or whatever. Because you know, because he beat the Fiend. But it, it basically, you know, like we said, it's it's a vehicle to get the title onto Roman without having Roman take too too much heat. Because uh, if Roman would have beaten the Fiend, you know, he there, the amount of cheers he would have possibly gotten would not been nowhere near as large if he beat the Fiend versus if he beats Goldberg. Now, if you have Roman versus Keith Lee, Roman's going in basically as the heel. Like if you had to assign a heel role. Whether whether they try to put him over that way or not, that that makes no difference. Everybody is going to love Keith Lee over Roman Reigns. Like, let me editorialize real quick. So, I, and I didn't get to mention this when we were talking about it. I don't think that Roman Reigns stepping back comes without strings. Um, I think that the WWE as a corporation will applaud his move. I think that. Stephanie McMahon and Hunter Hearst Helmsley will tout the move, uh, not the social media platform tout, of course, because that's oh, dead. Tout. Wow! But, wow! Um, that was a deep cut. That's a but, uh, 
but um, they'll they'll say, oh well, we're 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 proud of our of of the big dog for quarantining himself and 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 reclusing himself from this or recusing himself from the situation. But you know the old man. The old man absolutely lives and dies for loyalty, brand loyalty, being there, being the guy that's willing to jump on that grenade to save the company. Now, not for nothing, but given their shaky past with Roman Reigns, how they've always had trouble pulling the trigger, given his injury history, his suspension history, and now this, I'm just saying, like, it, it potentially could hurt a guy like Roman Reigns in the eyes of Vince McMahon. I, you so, know what? That, that's not a bad point, and I agree with you because I, I feel like you are right. I'm, I'm still thinking that, you know, they'll still kind <clears> of... <throat> I'm thinking in the mindset of they'll still carry on with Roman of you know getting the title back after this is all said and done but the, you're very you're uh you're not far off from the truth at all because even if they if they put the title on keith lee then now you can have you know now you can have whoever you could have a gamut of all sorts of people up against him and uh, i think it gives you a lot more a lot more possibilities that way so if that's the case i'd be okay with i'd be okay with keith lee getting the call up now, and not you, only that, uh, not, not only that, real, real quick, Ransom, but here's the thing. If they take and they say, okay, you know what? Fuck Roman Reigns. And that could well be Vince's attitude after this. Oh, and they decide oh. to feed Roman Reigns to Keith Lee at SummerSlam. Like, you have a guy who, who you had beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania two years ago. Three years ago, excuse me. You had a guy that you've been building for the last six years. And you feed him to this monster guy who just came up and beat Goldberg in his first WWE match. Like, you got a made man at Keith Lee. You got a guy who can carry a brand for years to come. That's that 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 was my thought. Go ahead, Ransom. I would have to think, regardless of Vince McMahon's inner feelings, I, I would have to believe that the burial of Roman Reigns won't go quietly like you know I, I roman reigns doesn't seem like the kind of guy like he does he's not going to pull a bret hart like he's not going to go and call like you know the different news companies and goes you know because i did this vince screwed me out of this blah 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 blah. he's he's not the kind of guy that's going to do that no but you would have to think as many leaks as there are within wwe and wrestlemania not leaking fine you know they they have that pretty well closed off but the amount of leaks that do come out of, of WWE, someone is going to catch wind of that. And that would be essentially the burial of WWE. Because of all of the different things that have transpired over the course of WWE's history, with the steroid thing, the screwing of Bret Hart, the death of Owen Hart, blah, blah, blah. This, I believe, if Vince buries Roman because of this, a, that's going to get out, and B, that's going to do irreparable damage. You can't spin that into like, oh, the Mr. McMahon Hill character is back. We're going to spin this this way. That's going to be unbelievably negative press for WWE that I don't know that they'd be able to recover from. Like, hey, you're going to this guy that had leukemia didn't want to wrestle during the COVID pandemic. Think of all these huge buzzwords. 
leukemia, COVID, pandemic. He wanted to protect himself, and he requested not to wrestle. And then they bury him. My my goodness, like WWE would get would get roasted over the coals for that. I, be, I can't imagine Vince would do that, regardless that of his PR inner feelings. Nightmare. Oh, it would. I don't know how you would be able to spin that and, and come back from that because people take this COVID thing, at least I believe the bulk of the people take it so seriously. Not that it shouldn't be taken taken seriously, but they do. They take it very seriously that if this were to get out, Lord Almighty, I, I don't know how you, you come back from a, from a PR situation in, in that instance. Here's a here's a quick uh, a quick aside. Uh, my buddy Eli, um, who's who's a big wrestling fan, uh, was just messaging me, and uh, at, right after we were in the throes of our discussion of Roman here, and um, I was like, you know, telling him we're actually just talking about that right now, and he's like, I'm not sure who would make you know, literally nobody makes sense except maybe someone from NXT, and I was told him, you know, we mentioned Corbin, maybe Keith Lee. He said, Oh my God, I got it, bro, and I'm like. He won't let it happen. I was like, Vince won't let it happen. No. He's like, or 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 depending on which night, which match is on, have Brock drop the uh, WWE title to Drew, then show up and beat Goldberg. I'd be okay with a Gold with uh, Goldberg getting his ass beat by Brock. I'm good with that if that would happen. Brock just constantly running, uh, like like having a belt. I mean, you know, like for again. For as much as for as much as I hate whenever the title is on Lesnar, just because of the fact of how little he's there, I do respect I, I do respect how he will sell for people when when there's uh you know when the opportunity is right and everything like that like how how well he's been making Drew McIntyre look leading up to all this stuff, you know Brock Brock's a very very smart man in that I would. I, I, I just hate Goldberg enough that I'm okay. I will suspend my I, I will suspend my disdain for Brock not being around with the title to see that title off the fucking waist of Goldberg. Fuck him. That's an interesting idea though, because Vince loves the title on on. Uh, oh, jeez, I almost did it. Vince loves the title on Brock Lesnar, and he like Vince loves the idea of Brock Lesnar being that champion, but at the same time, being that attraction that only shows up every once in a while. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense that that might actually happen. That that on the you know first night or whatever, here's he loses that title to um, Mick Mick Mick. What's his McIntyre. face? Irish guy. Yeah, Mick, that guy. Mick, Mick. Scottish. <laughs> Man, I can like, never I can never remember his name. It makes sense for for Lesnar to lose to McIntyre and then show up on the next Wrestle WrestleMania you broadcast. Maybe even Goldberg comes out and goes, hey. Roman's not here. I'm still the champion. Blah blah blah. Wham! Here comes Lesnar, and there um, it is. Here's Ransom, here's here's one thing he's I want to um... drop it to Mac Foley. Oh God! <laughs> oh Mac Foley! Um, I, I got to say Mac that Foley's baby Mac boy. <laughs> there, one thing that you that you touched on, uh, you know, calling Brock a you know a big attraction. I wonder though. Like I, I know, I, I know to some degree it still works, but I, I gotta wonder though in this day and age, like how well that goes over. Like back in the territory days, that was that worked. You know, people were, you know, you had people like Abdullah the Butcher and stuff like that that were big attractions. You know, when they kind of 
overstayed their welcome one territory, they moved to another. But now with how now with how big and how connected everything is with social media, like do you feel that has the like as big of an effect? I like I know it has a big effect, but do you feel like it's it's how it was back then? Or or do you feel it's like a little watered down just because we have access to everything. Like if people, if people have never seen a Brock Lesnar match, you could literally go binge watch like three hours worth of Brock Lesnar shit on the WWE network. So does it make it not as special because of how everything is connected with social media and stuff and the accessibility? And where did beef go? (laughs) There he is. Oh, the Lord Wellington has returned. Beef. Yeah, we 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 we're 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 having some fucking awful connection issues tonight on Discord. So I'm trying to see if maybe I can stop that from happening because you guys are getting all robotic up in here. So oh well, that's on your end. So finally, your Walmart connection's all fucking up. (laughs) I don't know. I think I I think it's a completely different scenario than the old. You know, like, I think it's completely different, but I think Brock Lesnar is still in this day, even if you can go back and showers and matches, I think he's still that attraction, you know, especially to the live crowds. And that'll all pick back up once this is, is blown over. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Brock Lesnar is still that, that, you know, big every once in a while attraction. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's, you can see that in the crowd reactions. Because every time he shows up to wrestle, it doesn't matter if he's a heel or a face, man. He gets that big pop. Like, you don't have, like, the silent crowds when he comes out. People aren't tired of him. People love to see Brock Lesnar come out and steamroll through someone and and leave. I mean, yes, and I think also no. I think people – I really think the general public does not like – seeing a part-time champion. Yeah. And See, as, but as I, think, much... it, I think that makes his title defense as though even that more special. Because if you've got a guy who is defending his title on every pay-per-view, not to say that it loses its shine, but I think it's I think it's more of an attraction whenever you have this guy go you know, three, four pay-per-views without being there, and then all of a sudden he goes up to defend his title? Like, that seems like a, a, a bigger deal. I... I guess it's really, it really all depends on the perspective of how you're, you know, how you're approaching it. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then there, but then if you look at the perspective of, you know, the fighting champion, like, uh, you know, for, well, okay, let's look at it this way. Either way, somebody being a fighting champion, whether they're a face or a heel, if they're a face, it gives them more credibility. And they're, you know, they're, you know, gung ho, white face, baby meat, American hero, you know, cause I'm a fighting champion and I'll defend my title everywhere against everybody. Look at, look at how it worked for Kofi, you know, until, until it didn't. Um, or, you know, in the eyes of the heel or, you know, perspective from a heel, say you have somebody that's there defending it all the time. And you're just like, this has got to be the time. Somebody's got to fucking knock this dude off his pedestal. Like, you know, people are going to pay money to see this person get their ass handed to them. And when they don't, 
and it makes them more irate and it draws more heat to that heel and you get a bigger reaction and you just keep perpetuating that until you know obviously you're ready to you know you're ready to make that title change or until the you know until the the heel uh starts losing some of that heel heat so it, it just depends on how you want to approach it do you want to approach it as you know a fighting champion or do you want to approach it as an attraction which is a bigger deal it's it's six one way half a dozen the other honestly i i think so beef wasn't there a topic that you wanted to bring up that you mentioned in the chat i can't remember what it was yeah i mean it was just about you know wrestlemania's of uh the the, the ghost of wrestlemania's past some some fond or less than fond memories that, 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 that we have about WrestleMania because like it or hate it, this year's WrestleMania is going to be memorable um, for a reasons. number of different reasons. I can't say um, for all the good, it, for all the wrong or right reasons, for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and so I, I actually like literally just read a tweet that was um and I, I forget who it, it, it was like a wrestle sheet or something like you know one 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 of the like the the many piggybacks that uh, that the that the IWC had for uh, for for wrestling but um they retweeted their own tweet uh, about remember this tweet about saying that many talents wanted WrestleMania postponed they just retweeted that today so and they're, they 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 claim they have they they have like instar knowledge or whatever. So I you know I think the prevailing opinion is that this particular WrestleMania may be doomed from the start. Uh because it seems like the talent don't want to do it and the only one who wants to do it is Big Vinny Mac. So um but that all that notwithstanding um, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to remember this year's WrestleMania for a long time to come. Uh, so what stands out to you guys as like your favorite moment in any WrestleMania past or even like, um, I guess more importantly, what is like the least memorable moment or like your least favorite thing that you can remember about WrestleMania? You want, wait, hold on. Say that again. You want our most and least or just least? Yes, both. Okay. You want to start us off, Beef? Don't jump at once. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, I, I know there's always the, you know, there's the classic ones like the, you know, the Iron Man match and stuff like that that really stand out. But for one for me where I got, I would say, I really don't have a least memorable one, uh, but I would say my most. Um, and forgive me, I, I'm gonna forget which WrestleMania number it was. The one where, uh, you know, the one where uh, Flair got retired by Michaels. Twenty-four. Thank you. Um, because it was that that match. I you know I I'm man enough to admit that I cried at the end of that match because that was just like that was just that is emotional investment one oh one right there like. The, the way the way they produced everything, the way they cut to Sean when you saw him say, "I'm sorry, I love you," and then puts the old man out of his misery. Oh my God! Like that, like you cannot like that's Hollywood freaking camera directing, producing like everything. That was just like that was pitch perfect. Um, also, 
besides that moment, that match with Edge versus Undertaker, title versus the streak. The, and this is this was before, like, I mean, I kind of always, I've been a lifelong fan, but I don't think I was kind of a, I don't think I was so much of a smart mark at that point. And I was sitting there with one of my exes. We were watching. I was cheering Edge. She was cheering Undertaker. And we were literally sitting there, like, shaking each other by the arms, like, oh, my God! Like, get back and forth, like, emotional fucking roller coaster. I that Those two matches, I don't think I've ever been more emotionally invested in in my life. Those stand out to me. I, I don't think I'll ever forget those matches. Like, they were so well done. And uh, just that that's probably one of my best WrestleMania memories there. Ransom? Um and, and let me so 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 let me let me let me kind of uh clarify a little bit. I'm I'm not necessarily talking about like your least memorable thing. maybe the most disappointing. Uh and, and, and that can come from like the eyes of a guy who like idolized the wrestler and didn't want to see them go. That can come as like the eyes of a fan who maybe didn't want to admit that it was fake at the time. Like that can come as anything, you know. Oh, oh, I, <laughs> I, I can, I can give you, I can give you a most disappointed. Whenever I was going back and watching some WrestleMania of old, and I saw Lint Biscuit named as like the band of WrestleMania, I'm just like, why? Just fucking trash fire. Why? Oh, Fred Listen. Durst. He's the worst. Yep, Durst the worst. <sighs> Uh, that's funny because that was probably I, I think that's WrestleMania 19 that they played like three times, but that's probably like the best WrestleMania of all time, or or, or at least top three for me. With um, an asterisk. <laughs> I think the most the most disappointing one for me, um, and it has nothing to do with the quality or caliber of the match. I think the match was good, um, but I can't remember which WrestleMania it was. Maybe. It might have been 18 or 19. I don't think it was 20. I can't remember. It was it was uh, Austin's last match against The Rock. Mm. Uh, which one was that, Beef? Was that 19? Yes. Because that was Hollywood Heel, The Rock. Yep. Um, I thought the match was was good. Um, I, I would you know, happily go back and rewatch that match again. It was just the fact that that was Austin's last match. Um, you know, you knew he was going out. And uh, and I was disappointed in that just because I, I love Steve Austin so much. You know, he was such a great in-ring performer. He was such a great character. And, uh, you know, I, I, to this day, definitely miss uh, Stone Cold. Um, my best one, and this is me being a Shawn Michaels mark, um, and this one is, is considered by a lot, and even by the performers that were in the matches, not, not the greatest match, was uh, 14. Uh, Michaels versus Austin, and uh, with the uh, with DX, yeah, 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 yeah. And I I love that match just because, and there's of course you know rumor and speculation that Shawn Michaels was faking a back injury, blah blah blah. I don't believe that to be true. Um, you know there are some people that said, oh, you know he did a he did a kip up in that match, and and you know he took that big nasty bump, you know upside down on the turnbuckle, and he would fly off the turnbuckle and do the the elbow drop. He, his back wasn't as bad as he he made it out to be. Blah blah blah. 
either Shawn Michaels is an amazing actor, th that would have to be the case because you could see from the get-go of that match, you could see the pain and the anguish on his face as he wrestled Steve Austin and his, he tried to be the showstopper. You know, Shawn Michaels has always said, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to come back after that injury because he didn't feel like he could be the old Shawn Michaels and he didn't want to underperform in front of the crowd. And it took a lot for him to, to work up the, the ability to say, yes, I'll come back. Um, but I, I love that match just because you could see the pain on Sean's face, having to wrestle through that back injury and how much pain and anguish he was in, you know, he would, he was leaning on the rope, struggling to stand up straight at different parts of that match. Um, that was the match where he said into the, uh, the thing, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of my way to a camera cameraman. Is that, is, was that it? Yeah. Yep. Well, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the best, you know, I, I don't think he was in the best, uh, mental or emotional state at that point. Um, uh, just cause I think he, he thought that he was completely done because of his back, but I love that match. I, I loved seeing Shawn Michaels persevere through that entire match. And even though he didn't win at the end, you know, my God, I, I have so much more respect for him, especially later on in my wrestling career, going back and rewatching that match, just seeing the pain he was in and he fought through it. He fought through it and tried, he gave Steve Austin everything that he had to put Steve Austin over in that match. And, uh, man, I, I, I feel my heart breaks for him. And that's, you know, I don't know, maybe that's a, a stupid thing or a pussy thing to say. My God, my, my heart broke for him and seeing the pain that he was in. But my God, I, I love that. One. That was a great match. What about you, Poop? Uh, for me, honestly, and this is something that I've mentioned before in previous podcasts and everything, but honestly, it's WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Like, I, because for me, that's one of the most memorable WrestleMania moments, not because it's a cliche and it's something that's like noted, uh, but because that was the first WrestleMania I ever saw. And that whole WrestleMania punctuated with that match was what made me go, holy shit, wrestling is really awesome. I liked wrestling before, but I was like, this is incredible. The feeling when Shawn Michaels won that belt. I'll never forget it. I remember sitting on my floor watching my old, you know, uh, tube projection, like floor console TV. with the, <laughs> You know, putting the tape in the VCR and like watching it. I'm never going to forget the feeling I had when Sean won. Like, and it was old at that point. Like, I mean, like, you know, it was older at that point. Like, uh, but I was just like, holy, like, I was so excited the whole time. So for me, that's the one that sticks out amongst the most disappointing one or, or like one that stands out as a, as like a, whoa, holy fuck. And I could be mistaken this, but I'm pretty sure it was WrestleMania. When uh, Brock Lesnar attempted the shooting star press, oh, and landed on his neck. Kurt Angle, Yo, yeah, that yeah. was listen. WrestleMania. Kurt Angle again, asked him again. That was probably the 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 best WrestleMania of all time. WrestleMania nineteen. That's that's funny. Like, Go ahead. WrestleMania nineteen. Like <laughs> I remember watching that, and like that match at the time 
when we were all watching it, we were kind of like chatting with each other and like, oh, okay, during that match. And then someone like literally got the attention of the room and was like, yo, Brock Lesnar is going to the top rope. And we were all like, excuse me. And we <laughs> stopped again? and we watched. And little did we know that Brock Lesnar used to have the shooting star press as his one of his signature moves. But I'm never going to forget the moment whenever he did that. And it, it went sideways. And when he landed on his head, the f- that that moment when he impacted the noise in the room, all of us in tandem made the exact same noise. We went, <gasps> like it was like I, I thought for sure he broke his neck. And it, like, and I immediately was like, I just watched a man get paralyzed. Like I or I watched a man die. Like literally, those two things went through my head. And the reason that I bring that up for this is because now, fortunately, Brock Lesnar was fine because that man is made out of iron and, uh, you know, uh, unobtainium like like he he was fine because that man's torso is his neck. Like (laughs) the vibranium man, like seriously, if, if Brock Lesnar wasn't the person he was, he'd be dead. I really believe that. Um, I think that impact on the shooting star press hurt the ring more than it hurt Brock Lesnar. Well, let's not go that far, but like seriously, it was it was bad. And like, you know, at the time, because of the the temperament of the crowd, everyone was like, "You fucked up! You fucked up! Ha 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 ha! What are you doing, Brock Lesnar? Oh, it's ridiculous! Oh, you know, because it wasn't as." You know, the the whole thing of his, like, indie work wasn't as widespread at the time because the internet wasn't as deep as it is now. But, like, watching that moment, it sent... I remember that feeling as vividly as I do with WrestleMania 12, the Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, like, Bret Hart Iron Man match. Like, I remember that feeling of fear, and that mm-hmm. worry for someone I don't know. And and objectively, if he did get paralyzed or died, how would it affect my life other than, you know, oh, would a wrestler be dead? And I understand that's cold, but I'm trying to put this in perspective. I cared. And I was like, you know, for another person. And it's like seeing a moment that now we can look back on and, and see as a moment in history. But at the time, it was like this, like, quote unquote, come to Jesus moment. You know what I mean? It's that watching mm-hmm. someone and go, oh, fuck, these guys are human. Because we tend to forget that time to time where we forget that these guys are, are flesh and blood. They're human beings with worries and pains and concerns and fears and lives outside of that squared circle. And all at once, in one fell swoop, everyone in that arena and everyone watching around the world went, oh shit, Brock Lesnar's hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to forget that as, like, one of the scariest, like, moments, like, and, and low points for WrestleManias. What about you, Beef? 
So I've been wrestling, no pun intended, with this oh. um, all day. The uh, so I have I have two that are kind of like high. Hey guys, for BRB. Me. I'm sorry about this. BRB. Take your time. All good. Um, so I have two kind of high spots. One, the first is WrestleMania 13. Uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because it was a really good match, but that was the night of the double turn. That was the night that Bret really went over as a heel and Austin really went over as the face. That was the night of uh, the, the, the blood from a stone t-shirt. Um, where Stone Cold refused to tap out. He passed out because of blood loss in the sharpshooter. Is this your high spot or your low spot? That's what I was about high to spot. ask. High okay. spot. High okay. spot. Good, okay. Because this is when a star was born. Like, yes, you know, when when, when Austin beat HBK at WrestleMania 14, it was a big deal. And, and that, that went a long way for him, for sure. But I think that Brett putting over Austin the way that he did and really doing the double turn because Brett was never comfortable being the heel, but he wanted to make this work for Austin. That really sold Steve Austin as like the baddest SOB on the planet. Like mm -hmm. as a guy who, you know, refused to give up. He'd rather pass out <clears throat> in a pool of his own blood than tap out. And, and, and the fact that Ken Shamrock was there, who was legit uh, the world's most dangerous man at that point in time, like, made all the more epic. So, like, that at that moment, like, one of the biggest stars of the business was born. And, and I didn't go... know they weren't supposed to get color in that match. Oh, did they, they weren't? No. Uh-uh, because that was back wow, during the era of bleed. You know, Vince Vince had a policy of, you know, no blood. You had to absolutely clear that. And that was a Stephen Brett thing. They said, you know, it's it, it, it won't have as big an impact if you just pass out in the sharpshooter. But if you pass out in a pool of blood and you're bleeding, that's a that's a bigger deal. And Brett actually bladed Austin. Austin didn't blade himself in that match. Oh, really? They talk about that on the, the Stone Cold or the uh, Broken Skull sessions that uh, Austin did with Bret Hart. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I, I never knew that. I thought it was just one of those uh, lightning in a bottle moments where he happened to get busted open and then just made it all the more better. So No, uh, he, no I, Brett, uh, Brett did the favors and, and gave him the blade, and I guess they caught a lot of heat for it backstage because that was unscripted. Vince didn't sign off on that. See, they got, I they got some heat. I didn't realize that was uh, back in the time back then where uh, they still needed permission for color. Um, I, I didn't think that came along. I, you know, I, I guess I wasn't aware. I didn't know. I, I didn't think that came along until uh, much later in the WWE's uh, illustrious. You know, I think they've gone back and forth on it, but that was yeah, that was definitely during. Yeah, the I mean that was where that was. That was pre-attitude era. Remember, mm -hmm. uh, WrestleMania 13 was kind of like the 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 ushering in of that generation. Okay. So, um, you know, so that that you know, it it was kind of like the tail end of like the new generation year. So things were kind of very clean cut at that point. Yeah, Vince and and, and like the whole the whole swearing thing. Yeah, I mean everything. Um, yeah, it it, it was it was very 
protected at that point. Okay. Uh, for my other high spot, one of the most memorable things I have is, is going to happen. Um, you know, eight eight years later at WrestleMania 21, uh, which is another moment of a star being born. I'm not talking about Batista. I'm not talking about Cena, which was both of their night as well. But at WrestleMania 21, and winning Money in the Bank went from like a solid hand in the mid card and like a career tag team wrestler to being a guy who they entrusted as a main event player and really unlocked the rest of his career. Because when he pulled down that briefcase, he never looked back. So yeah, that really was the stepping, stepping off of, point for him. What's that? What's that? What's that? I said that really was the stepping off point for him. So, like, the, the, those two incidents, like, stick in my mind as, like, times whenever a, a, a guy was made. And my one of my mo- the most disappointing that I can remember was not one that I watched live. This was years before I became a fan. But it was a situation in which that should have happened, which was the ultimate challenge, WrestleMania 7. I'm sorry, WrestleMania 6. Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Warrior was the Intercontinental Champion. Hogan was the Heavyweight Champion. This was title for title. The first ever, I think it was the first time they ever did title for title at WrestleMania. Or just in general in WWE. It it never happened. So this was meant to like stamp Warrior as the guy. And make him like the face of the brand moving into the 90s. And that never played out. That never became what it was supposed to be for one reason or another, whether it be, you know, what, what you believe about the warrior and telling Vince he wanted more money and this, that, and the other thing. Who, who, who knows? And, and, and we'll probably never know now that uh, Hellwig has oh, passed away. I just heard the warrior. What are we talking about? <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, Warrior, Warrior went over in that match, right? He did. Yeah, he okay. did. Uh, so, so I, I was, I, I was saying the um, one of my most and probably the biggest disappointing moment I had in WrestleMania history was WrestleMania six. Um, in retrospect, because first of all, the match itself, it was the main event of WrestleMania. Oh boy, like you want to talk about two guys who plod along and <laughs> really could not do much. Oh, boy. Like, you can sometimes get a good match out of Hogan. You can sometimes get a good match out of Warrior. Um, but Together, no. Together, it, it, it was like carbon copies of each other. And it was a lot of plodding, a lot of slow rest holds. Um... And, and, I mean, you know, the, the fans were into it. Um, ironically, Edge was in the crowd that day, and he said that that was, like, one of the like the biggest, you know, things that made him want to become a wrestler was, was that match. But, like, it, 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 it felt like it was a very lethargic passing of the torch. It felt like 
And, and, and especially going back in retrospect and knowing what happened after. It felt like Vince was saying, okay, Hogan, you're on your way out. You have to put this guy over. And it felt like Vince was saying, okay, Jim, you're the new guy. You need to go over. And both guys were very kind of nonplussed, non-receptive to it. Um, and and it, it, it just, the, the match didn't work. The result didn't work. And um, obviously, you know, Warrior um, dropped the title to Sergeant Slaughter like a couple, I think at SummerSlam that year. And then Hogan won it back at WrestleMania the next year. So, oh. you know, the, 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 whole, the whole passing of the torch moment never happened. The whole, you know, this is how you make a big star never happened. Even though they did everything in their eyes that was right, it just did not work. So to me, that was one of the most WrestleMania, most disappointing things I can remember WrestleMania history. Yeah, that, that's definitely one of them. What a, what a botch that was. Yeah, dude. All right, uh, you guys want to go on and do some hot tag trivia? I have nothing prepared for it, so, I mean, you oh. can go ahead. I want to ask the beefer for this one. I want to ask the ransom for this one. Oh, well, I guess I'll ask Putin. All right, yeah, bye, Tom. Tom's the judge. I am. In, in oh. case there's an answer that's like, ah, oh, is that a Tom can be the judge. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's good. Who wants to kick it off? I will. So, Luna Vachon, we know her, we love her. Um, Let's not say things we can't say. She had a 22-year career, and I'm sorry, at certain points... I'm just joking. At certain (laughs) points in her career, whenever she was younger, attractive. Luna Vachon, from 1994 to 2006, was married... To another professional wrestler, Ransom. Who was that professional wrestler? She was married. To a professional wrestler. What were the years again, did you say? 1994 to 2006. Oh, I... Can you give me any hints? Um, I mean, he was a noteworthy member of a group in the Attitude Era. Oh, damn. Um. Nope. <laughs> Beef, <laughs> hush. I don't know. I, I have no idea who it is. Uh, can, you, can you give me anything else? Nope. Oh, I got... I have no idea. Uh... Note member. Feel it in your blood, in your bones. Come on, buddy. Was that a hint? No. It was just me rambling. It was day drinking poot rambling. Okay. Um, Noteworthy member of a stable in the Attitude Era. Oh, Lord. There were a lot of stables in the Attitude Era, weren't there? Yeah, there were, boy. Son of a bitch. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I have no, I don't know. I, I can't think of, of anything just off of that. No idea? <sighs> no, I don't, huh? All right, cool. Um, well, then I'm just going to throw it out there. She was married to David William Heath, 
otherwise known as Gangrel. Gangrel. Really? Yep, 94 to 2006. The longest marriage Gangrel had. And now, what? What? I don't know if he's still doing it, but after he got done with WWE, didn't he go and like direct porn or something? Yes, he did. He Yo, directed a couple did. backdoor sluts kind of things. Backdoor right. sluts. Line. By the way, by the way, oh. uh, Gangrel. His other ring names. You ready for this? I'm going to rattle them off. Claire Drive Ripper, the Avante Roller, the Black Phantom, Crazy Dave, Dave Heath, the Druid, f- property formerly of Doctor Wolf. Gangrel was that? <laughs> Hold on, I love the question. No, 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 I love no. the question inflection there. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. Lestat the Vampire, which I think is kind of cool. The Master, mm-hmm. the Warlock, the Vampire Warrior, and the other side of darkness. Mm. What a weird but dude. Property formerly of Doctor Wolf might be my favorite one. <laughs> who was Doctor Wolf? Yeah, who knows? Bucket. Oh my. Doctor Worm. The- <laughs> Dirt's oh, there's a houseboat involved. So now there's a wrestler involved. <laughs> oh. Okay, Beef. Mine for you is a, a surrounding the Elimination Chamber. Ooh. What? No, uh, w- Traditionally, the Elimination Chamber started out as for the World Heavyweight title, and then the WWE title would later get involved. What number Elimination Chamber was it? Where the oh first one, first elimination chamber, which number elimination chamber was it that neither the world or the WWE title was defended in? So what num- what elimination chamber number was it? And what, if any, title was defended in it? Okay, uh, my, 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 my connection is shit, so I apologize. But I think I think the question is, in what sequence, like, so what, what number sequence, sequentially, Elimination Chamber was the first one to not have WWE or, or the world title involved? And two, what was the stakes involved? So, like, what title was, what was it for, if any? Yeah, what title, if any. Yes, correct. Okay. So... Is he dead? Sorry, I'm dead? thinking. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Um, the one that sticks in my brain is the one that was for the Intercontinental title that Ryback won. And that feels really late in the game, but the Elimination Chamber was always a big fucking deal. The only question in my mind was because there was one that contained that, that was for the tag team titles as well, um, about five years ago, and I don't know if that came before or after that one. So, um, as far as the number goes. <sighs> I'd say probably the 25th, and uh, I would go with that that match where Ryback won the Intercontinental title in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, wrong on both counts. 
It was the 18th Elimination Chamber. And it was for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Shit. Now, for bonus, can you tell me what team won the title in that match? And who were the team participants? The Lucha Dragons were in it for sure. They're the only ones that I remember because Kalisto or Sankara, one of the two of them, had this crazy spot where they were like hanging up on top of the, I think it was Kalisto where he was hanging up on top of the cage for like five minutes. Like he crawled up to the top of the dome and was just kind of like hanging out, hanging out up there, just waiting for a spot. Uh, I, I thought maybe he was getting cold feet. Um, so if the Lucha Dragons were in it, that would put it right around the turning of the first kind of crop out of NXT. So, uh, I think that the Usos were probably involved. I'm betting the New Day. Maybe not the New Day. Usos, Lucha Dragons... The VOD villains, maybe? No, it was still too early for them because they didn't come up until like when when Endo and Cast came up. Uh, Salute your dragons, Usos. I'll say the Ascension and that's all I got. Who won? Oh fuck! Uh, not the Lucha Brothers, or not? Yeah, not not the Lucha Dragons. That's definitely for sure. not the um, Lucha Brothers either. Yeah, too. Well, you were right um, on that. The Lucha Brothers did not win. The Usos. Gonna, I, I gotta, I gotta stop looking. I gotta stop leaving my Discord up because Poots, Poots' fucking gifts are ridiculous. I almost broke just now. <laughs> well, you were you're partially right, partially right on the on the people that were in it, not right on the on the winners. The teams were Los Matadores, wow, Lucha yeah. Dragons, The Ascension, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, back when they were a team, the Primetime Players, yeah, and The New Day. Ah, God damn, what a rogue The New Day went in as champions and left as champions. That, uh, honestly, with, with the exception of New Day... Uh, primetime players and Tyson Kidd Cesaro. Uh, that 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 whole rest, of, the whole gamut of other teams is like super meh. Yeah. Wow. And poor Cesaro, he's been bounced in and out of random ass tag teams more than I can't even think of an analogy. But poor Cesaro, just in random ass tag team one after another, and they finally struck gold with the damn. Uh, what were they called? The bar. The bar. Yeah. No, yeah. All right, for sure. to Poot. All right. So, Poot. Right. Um, yeah. I recently um, talked about my, one of my, you know, probably the biggest WrestleMania high point I could think of was uh, Austin Hart at WrestleMania 13. Right. Uh, you know, uh, a star is born. So, uh, WrestleMania 13 is where my question lies. I have two questions for you. Um, there were, so, uh, Austin Hart was not the main event of the pay-per-view, uh, although some thought it should have been. Uh, it absolutely you know, should have been. 
Yes. Looking back with a um, with with rose colored color glasses, it should have been one hundred percent. What was the main event in WrestleMania thirteen? Who were the combatants, and what were the stakes in place? Oh, geez, that's an easy one. That's Undertaker, Sid, no DQ for the title. Nice, nice. That's absolutely. Uh, you want to know why I know that so quick? Why? Because I recently, uh, I recently watched the uh, Stone Cold. Uh, interview with Bret Hart and they Mm -hmm. went over that match and they talked about the event and I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I know that. What, what what you may not remember is there was also an intercontinental title match on the show. Who was in that match? Uh, I feel like I should know that. Wasn't that Rocky? Wasn't Rocky in it? Rock the rock. I don't know. Was he? I feel like it was The Rock, but I can't remember who he faced. It was The Rock. Well, it was. Yeah, I, Rocky yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't got it. I don't got it. I'm not even gonna fake it. Like I, it, I, I, I feel like it was The Rock, but you know, you're right. You, it, it was The Rock. Well, it, it was, it was pre The Rock. It was Rocky Maivia and in, in, in his die Rocky die days. Um, oh, poor the rock. Oh, yeah, white, white face baby can you, days. Can you give a hint on who he faced? Yes, I just watched uh, this pay per view not too long ago, and I feel like I should know that. Let let, he, let ransom take the rest of it. He was the Intercontinental Champion, and he defended it against this Hall of Famer. If Hall if ransom Famer. doesn't get it, can I can I take a stab? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. He defended against the Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up since I'm out of the running on this. Okay. Any other hints? Yeah. <laughs> uh, much oh, wow. like Rocky Maivia, this future Hall of Famer was also in a cocoon phase as he were. And uh, that would not be his final form either. Not his final. Oh, 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 oh! That was Rikishi. Um. Oh, what the hell was he? Who was he? Um. Because he had Backlund and oh, he had Backlund and the Sheik with him. It was uh, uh for Freck's sake, what was his name? Uh. Tom, help me out. Who who was Rikishi? Before oh, he was fuck. Rikishi. Um. Was he part? Was he was, was, he was, was, he was head tracker. Was that was that whatever he was in three minute warning or was that somebody else? No, that's no, that you're thinking else. either Rosie or Jamal. Ooh, yeah, my god. Oh, for freaking what the hell? <laughs> um, that always tickles me when that comes up because someone says "Ooh, Maga," and then the conversation goes off, and the beef goes "Umanga." Umanga. Oh, poor, poor William Regal. Oh, he was <laughs> uh oh shit that Arabian uh the Sultan the Sultan. He was, in fact, the Sultan, and it wasn't What a fact terrible Rikishi. gimmick. What a what? terrible gimmick. To quote Shiki, baby, fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan, I break you, I humble you. By the, the way, uh, the the fun, uh, to bring us back down to earth, fun fact, 82,000 cases of corona reported in the U.S. Yep. I thought Dude. I I I think I think like I, I the last I resp- I, I saw was like eighty eight wasn't it maybe I read something different. No, it's eighty two. Did okay. I I normally don't watch the news 
just because I can't stand all the fucking everything about it. And I'm definitely not like a morning show person, but I did happen to turn on like the Today Show and the little ticker on the bottom. I wish I would have recorded it or like taken pictures. But dude, the amount of cases that were in just like just in southwestern PA alone, I'm like, holy fuck balls. Like it broke it down by county by county, like Allegheny, Mercer County, Armstrong and stuff like that. Yep. I'm just like, Jesus jumped up Christ on a communion wafer. My God. Ah, it's it's insane. Beef, do we have time for a stump the chumps? Yeah, let's knock it out. Yeah, oh, we have got time for a stump go. the chumps. Well, let's knock it out and then we'll tie it up in a nice little burrito. Yeah. All right. So this comes from our friend in uh, in in West by God, Virginia, uh, the maniac. So uh, sorry if I insulted you and your people, uh, Mister Maniac. By He's not uh, sorry. I'm not talking sorry. about the hell folk of West, West Virginia. You, of course, are not included in that. Um, yeah, you are. So, at WrestleMania 10, there was a scheduled 10-man tag match that never happened due to the tag team or that due to the IC ladder match running over. Who were the 10 men scheduled to participate? <laughs> Fuck no way! Wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, what? There was a 10-man tag team match on the card for WrestleMania 10 that got bumped due to the IC title match running long. What title match? Oh, or what, what 10-man tag match? Who, who was in it? Um, was it was it a match that was actually, like, announced on the card and then yes, just never happened? Yes, so. it was. Okay. This, this was, Ooh. like, one of the first big, like, well-known... like breaks of like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna advertise this we're gonna advertise it and it like, never happened card, card subject to yes exactly. card subject to yeah change. yeah um i so it definitely was not mount a mission because they were in a tag team title match and they did not win which bummed me out i remember that was that very, the, very, was very that vividly. when they when they fought the quebecers was that the quebecers i believe so yeah i think i think it was on a mission quebecers i think i uh, think you're that, right that that, that that would be that same time frame. So we can eliminate well, those two teams. Let's think about let's think about the the oddballs, the the mid carters. Uh so I'm gonna say I'm 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 gonna throw two teams out immediately, Steiners and um the head shrinkers. Yeah, I'm um, gonna go because they had a tilt at WrestleMania nine. I was gonna, gonna say I'm gonna go with that too. Yeah, I was gonna say Steiners because they debuted at WrestleMania nine, so they were still in that precipice of like they they weren't like they they didn't come in and go right out the door they were there for a cup of coffee oh, at least well i'm going to throw out the guns yeah the smoking guns yep. who was your beef the steiners and the um the head shrinkers i keep on to call them the usos the head shrinkers so one yeah, of my head shrinkers yeah they cuz they weren't on that show and neither were the guns. I'm going to throw right. out the guns. Was Adam Baum? Yes. Yeah, so, wait, yeah. Adam Baum was at WrestleMania 10. I think he faced Ludwig Borger, right? I think somebody asked that not yes, too long ago. He faced, yes. So, they, so, because this is clearly a thing. Well, I, I shouldn't say clearly, but this is, this, this, this feels like a thing where it's like four tag teams and two singles. What about, what about, uh, what about Bob Hawley? Mm. He wasn't on that pay per view, so he might have been in it. 
Not not as Bob Holly uh, at that plug time. Days. It was Sparky Plug, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Oh, okay, I could I could see the Steiners, the Guns, and Sparky Plug facing a team of the Head Shrinkers, and I mean, what what heels were there at the time that wouldn't Ooh. have been on a match like Ludwig Borgo? <laughs> well, yeah, but Ludwig Borgo was yeah, he, he, he had he had his own thing going on. Um, hmm. Heels, heels, heels. Was the Million Dollar Corporation a thing at this point? No, no it was past that. But this was no. before. No, it wouldn't Wait, be past that because no, this was before. Yeah, was this before Shyster jumped? He was jumped still in what? WWF at the time. I mean, so 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 the Million Dollar Corporation went like through like WrestleMania thirteen or twelve or thirteen or so because it was like. Uh, Diviasi, IRS, Tatanka, King Kong Bundy, um, Fake Undertaker, um, oh, Faker, Kamala, Taker. or not, Under- not, not Kamala. Uh, Kamala. <laughs> I was just about to great minds think alike because I was about to call him Faker Taker, and then I was like, no, Under Faker. <laughs> uh, Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, and uh, uh, Nikolai Volkov. So I, you know, I. I think it was a little bit too early for them because they were, well, so the, the main event of WrestleMania 11 was Bam Bam versus, um, well, versus, why are you uh, going to, LT. why are you going to 11? Like bring it because, back. Buddy. Because, because Bam Bam was part, it. right. Because, because Bam Bam was part of the million dollar corporation. Oh. Which yeah, but I, the million dollar corporation wasn't founded at this time though. Like uh, this, I, I don't remember are, the million dollar corporation being thing at this WrestleMania. So, so could we throw okay. Bam, could we throw Bam Bam into that match uh, for WrestleMania ten? He may not have. Well, oh gosh, I think he, he wrestled in a different ECW. match though. You think? Like I don't think he was. I, I want to say IRS. IRS was on the heel team. Yeah, yeah, That's that makes said, sense. Shyster. So right so, so, now, so he may, right now we have so, head, so, so he may have been the, the 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 singles guy. So right now we have head shrinkers, guns, Sparky Plug, Irwin R. Shyster. So that's two and the Steiners. Four, so the face I team was probably. I think the Steiners. I don't think it was the Steiners. I think the Steiners were gone by this point. I don't think yeah. they were. I think they were still there. When, when was 10, 95, 96? They still well, yeah keep them. Yeah, keep in mind that, like, like Tom said, WrestleMania Nine was their first WrestleMania. Yeah, that that was yeah, their date. Wasn't in... that their date? Wasn't that their debut altogether? Yeah, but they weren't. I don't in remember the Fed. Starline. They they weren't, but I think I feel like but they it were was there. at least a year. Yeah, yeah they were there at, at least, least a year. I'm um, so so I'm 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 a hundred percent comfortable saying that the that, that that the face team was probably the Guns, the Steiners, and Sparky. Yeah, and the the heels are probably IRS, the the shrinkers, and somebody else. I just don't know who the other heel team would be. I don't I don't think that the Steiners were on the face team because um, X Pac was still in WWE F at the time, and mm. he wasn't on this oh, the kid. WrestleMania. The kid, you're right. The call. kid. Yeah, he was a, he was a face. So yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of want to put him on the face team since he wasn't. On this WrestleMania, that's uh, he was that's... still employed at WWE at the time. I can't remember sure if maybe was. he was hurt or I don't know, but he wasn't Wait. on this show. 
I, I know I'm going to be bastardized for this, but which ladder match was it that ran over? Was that was that uh, Michael? Michael, Michael, Michael hold on, Michael's Ramon. Okay, I was going to say, was that that one or was it Michael's heart? I couldn't remember which one. No, it, it was, was Michael's Ramon. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because Michael's heart wasn't at a WrestleMania. It was at yeah. a fucking. Okay. Like a house show. So, okay, I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. Um, I I want to say that the Heavenly Bodies were involved too. Like uh, like a Cornette team was there. So either like the Heavenly Bodies or yeah. like the Midnight Express or something. Heaven. The I bodies are a good call. Bodies. I'd say are Heavenly good call. Bodies. What about Jarrett? Hmm. Jarrett would have been on that heel team. Jarrett's a good... Oh, Jarrett's a really good call. How about how about Head Shrinkers, Heavenly Bodies, so we're, and we're, Jarrett? We're thinking... Yeah, that, 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 that sounds a lot more Heaven, right than IRS. So you're saying... I, I don't think I, the Heavenly Bodies were supposed to have been in it. I don't know, man. I, I remember like, them because, doing, a, well, I remember the them doing a promo. So on the heel team, if we don't include the Heavenly Bodies right now, we have the Head Shrinkers, Shyster, and Jarrett. You throw oh, out Jarrett. Potentially. So that's four. We need one more. Okay, so who was in WWE at the time? Who was a heel? I still, he wasn't on the show. I still, I still really believe that it was probably <clears> two <throat> or like, like four tag teams and two singles. It, it, it may have been like three singles in a tag team. I feel on each like side. I feel like I think each... there were only I think there were only two ta two official tag teams involved. Okay, yeah, one, one heel on and side. one face. Yeah, probably yeah. probably the guns and the the head shrinkers. Then okay, yeah. So let's go with that. All right, all right. So let's hold on. Let's do okay. Let's do let's do the faces. Okay, okay. smoking so guns. So we've got the guns, X Pac. Yeah, Sparky Plug. Yeah, and at least one person. Who's the oddball man? Duke Drosy? No. Hacksaw no. Jim Duggan? I don't know. No. Yeah, Hacksaw Duggan. There. I know. I just, um, Tatanka? Did somebody say Tatanka earlier? We didn't say I, him Tatanka's yet. Tatanka's a good call. That's, uh, you yeah, were saying he was in the Million Dollar Corporation. Right. Well, but, I know but that's, I that's, yeah. I know I keep he saying that's a good call, but that, no. Wouldn't he have been, we, we said this is before the Million Dollar Corporation. Right, right, right. When when he was a face, though. When yeah. he was still a face, yeah. And he and at WrestleMania nine, I mean, he was he was pretty he was pretty over. He was you know, yeah. Oh, he was, he was real. He was so I'm Super confident over. with I'm good with saying Tatanka, smoking guns, X Pac slash one two three kid whatever, and Bob Spark Pog Holly as the face team. Okay, let's lock our faces in now. All right, so lock. the heels we had. IRS, the Head Shrinkers, and Jarrett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So who would have been an, another heel? Um, Repo Man? No. No. I don't think he would have been that high up on the... And you know what? It, now that now that we're saying it, if IRS is involved, I feel like Tatanka was definitely, is definitely a good call on the face team because they did have a good little back-and-forth rivalry before they turned Tatanka into you know stick, and uh had him join stick with what me about, on the stick with me on this what about what about rick martell Ooh, yeah mm -hmm. yes 
Yes. Uh, he was a heel. I mean, he was that was yeah, but but that but that was pretty late for Rick Martel, man. Um, like that was like basically on the the precipice of the new generation, and he yeah, was well, basically wasn't Rick all Martel the even, Wasn't he even involved in the Royal Rumble in '98? Probably I like a, a 90, even... 97, I think, maybe, but. He, he's probably one of those ones that they kept around as like a beat, as like a utility guy. Yeah. Right. So he I, was I, the model, right? That was the model. Yes. The model, Rick yeah. Martel. Yeah, yep. he had that spray thing of uh, arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I. I like Rick if... Martel as an answer. I like that. So Rick Martel, uh, IRS. The Head Shrinkers and Jared. Jarrett. And I will begrudgingly say, okay, because I still think it may have been Ken Kong Bundy, but yeah. I don't think it was Bundy. I think Bundy was oh, gone the, by that Wasn't point. he gone by then? Yeah, I think he, he was. He was gone by no, that point. Bu- no, King Kong Bundy was patient. Like, that, that I can fucking tell you for sure. I, okay. Yeah, what? but I mean. And so, like. Wait, but and you so, said he like, was what? He, he was part of the Million Dollar Corporation. Uh, so, like, and like I said, it, by WrestleMania 12, they were in full swing whenever Bam Bam faced LT. Because LT had his football stars with him, and Bam Bam had the Million Dollar Corporation. Okay. So, to me, like, this may have been like a burgeoning kind of thing where it was just beginning. So uh, if 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 Shyster was out there, there's a good chance it may have been someone like Bundy. That's why I'm <laughs> I... saying that because to me, like Rick the Model Martel, he wasn't involved in WrestleMania nine, and like he was involved wasn't in he... WrestleMania eight and prior. I, I'm not. I'm I'm gonna. I I don't think Bundy, man. I'm gonna stand by Martel. All right, so let's go with that. I, let's I can't decide between the two. I want to say it's either it's either Martel or Bundy. But yeah. I, I can't think of, of which one of the two it would be. I'm standing by Martel. I'll go I'll go with Martel because Poot has a way of getting these like pulled out of his ass, so He's true. Yeah. He's I'm gonna, true. I'm going to go with that. So let's let's see what the answer is. All right. So and just just to recap our answer, so we have the face team as the one two three kid, uh, Tatanka, and the smoking guns and Sparky Plug. Yep. Versus the head shrinkers, IRS, Jeff Jarrett, and Rick Martel. Correct. Yes. So we're going with Martel and uh, not Bundy. Yes. Apparently. Okay. Um, some 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 little little. little Tidbit from the midcar from from Maniac here. He this was actually his introduce, introduction to wrestling. Uh, saw two guys in fifth grade with a wrestling magazine. It got me interested. Anyway, the answer is IRS, the Head Shrinkers, Rick Martel, Jeff Jarrett, son of a bitch, the wow! guys, one two three kid, Bob Harley, and Tatanka. <laughs> did we get it? We could. Yeah, we, we fucking did. nailed it. Fucking a hundred percent. My God. Wow. Good job, old Pooter. Good job, Pooter. <laughs> Rick Martel. I am way too excited about this, but man, we, like... Dude, I'm as excited as the, as the latest GIF in the Discord. If if Ransom and Beef haven't seen it, go look at it. Yo. <laughs> that is 10 out of 10. Holy like, fuck. Wow. We, 
Good job, everybody. Oh, Brock explosion. We <laughs> we nailed that shit. What a way to end wow. the podcast. Wow. Fucking A. <laughs> what oh, a way to end the podcast. It's not easy to, to stump podcast. this group of chumps there, Maniac. Yeah, try harder, Pat. <laughs> and that was a tough <laughs> That, that was, was a real toughie, but that was, we fucking workshopped yeah, it hard. Yeah, we, we did. did. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, between the four of us, we have one big fucking brain. Goddamn right we do. All right. Hey, real hey, quick. What? You mind if I, uh, I'll thank the sponsors and then somebody take us out? Yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, real quick, we want to thank uh, Sean Tischler with all the work he does with IWC, uh, bringing the IWC to the people in Clearfield. Uh it, Keep looking on the IWC Facebook group. Uh, IWC Clearfield is the group page there. Uh, see if if and when we get back to business as usual or not with everything going on with that. And then uh, we want to thank Casual Gaming Dad and uh, his corner over on Facebook. Check him out there on YouTube and over on Twitch, Casual Gaming Dad 84 Go buy the P3 merchandise over at his section of the shop in Gould Gaming. And uh, don't forget to use the promo codes Save yourself a little bit of scratch in these tough times. Gentlemen. What are the promo codes again? Ah, uh, yes, the promo codes. Uh, quarantine will save you 25% off apparel. And yes. quarantine and stream, which it's the and sign, not the word spelled out. Quarantine and stream, 25% off a streamer exclusive merchandise. So pretty much if you're going to get a, a P3 shirt or anything from Casual Gaming Dad's section, quarantine and stream, 25%. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Well, Do it. ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the P3 Podcast. For Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom, Beef the Legend, Alec Ransom, and your reigning, mm-hmm. defending, preach it, undisputed, testify, choo chooser weight champion, Poot the Bard, baby. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And hey, Don't touch your face, wash your hands, and stay away from people. Motherfuckers! (laughs) 